Hello, Internet. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Captain Corner Podcast. We're your geek slash nerd <laughs> discussion podcast. We normally take one topic from TV, movie, video game, book, whatever you feel like talking about that day and we bat around until we get bored. I am, as always, your host, Patrick. With me is my co-host, Jared. Say hi, Jared. Hi, right, everybody. everybody uh, as you know, I am the resident expert on Japan and um, the ninjaku and the um, samuro. Uh, and also joining us is special guest, uh, host, and friend of the podcast, uh, Corey. Say hi, Corey. Cavern Corner, Samurai Soul, the new Netflix special that you didn't know that you needed based off of the Netflix movie that you didn't know that existed, that had that famous person in it that you didn't know that was still acting. Uh, needless to say, we're, we're, we're talking about, uh, Bright Samurai Soul, the, uh, Animated the prequel. animated prequel, the to animated prequel that you didn't know that you needed to the show to the movie that you didn't know existed. Yeah, to Bright, um, the Will Smith Training Day homage, but with fantasy. We never uh, discussed Bright on the podcast, but uh, in, in a sentence, do you have a, a, a summation for Bright? Waste of my time. That's harsh. Uh, I think mine is. Um, I, I watched. I watched it with with. I watched it with my family, and they sat they sat through the whole thing with me, and it's it's one of the first it's one of the few times I've I've ever almost cussed out my parents. Oh, they loved it. No. Um, Did they, they just keep talking? No, the whole thing? no. We were we were at the end of the movie, like when the when the when the uh, when the wand starts coming into play. Uh, spoiler like, warning. What the fuck you. <laughs> Not you, Corey. The the <laughs> metaphorical you that hasn't seen Bright and is spoiler sensitive. To no, no, Bright. I've seen Bright, but like you know, the, this metaphorical non-person that I don't believe exists on this planet. If they, if they haven't seen it, they're not going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got You got to hunt in Netflix to find it now. Um, but when the wand starts coming into play. Like apparently that was the that was the bridge too far for the suspension of disbelief because my my mom just turned to me and started kept asking me so what's going on so what's happening <laughs> why are they doing I was, uh, I was like I didn't write this I didn't write the shit <laughs> now I know you wrote this movie Patrick now what what's going on here <laughs> I mean to be fair. Uh, when I was watching the movie, I was I spent a lot of time being like, "So what's going on? What's happening here?" <laughs> yeah, this don't make head. any yeah. sense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually watched it with my family as well. Uh, I watched it with uh, my aunt, um, and I don't remember her doing that because she is one of those people that'll that'll sit there. It was her, her Pete. Uh, it was her and Pete, uh, and I think Tyson, and uh, which is a trifecta. Um, I don't know if you're. Um, if your listeners need to know uh, about no. the, tri- the trifecta, no, it's, uh, it's, it's your aunt and your and two of your cousins. Yeah, my aunt and two of my cousins. Once they gather together, uh, if they gather with my mother and my uncle Frankie, uh, you might as well not even watch the movie. Uh, yeah. They're just going to sit there the whole time and go, "What's happening? Why is he doing that? Why did he pick up that cup?" It's like, "Oh my god, he just wants to take a drink. He's a human being. Let him take a drink." Um, it's like it's like it's like it's like Voltron except. In reverse, the more you put together, the worse it gets. <laughs> when your powers combine, nothing gets accomplished. Yeah, um, but that's only for watching movies. Um, but I, specific, I significantly remember that she was able to follow it pretty well. My recollection of Bright is the problem with Bright to me was it was a movie that should have come out in 1995. 
Well, the the whole movie is a meta, is a metaphor. It's it's a movie talking about shit it has no business talking about. Yes. True. True. Very much so. But to me, uh, it felt like a popcorn movie from 1995. Like I, I will Will freaking Smith was in it. Like that's why. That's another reason why I feel like that. But it just it, it, it could have come out in the era of like of the of Big Willie Summer. Like when he, when he did back when he did like ID four and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I. I I didn't think that the mo- that the Netflix movie did anything. Um, oh God, the, the they're both Netflix movies. I just I just realized that talking about it yeah. out loud. I I thought that we ordered that from Funimation or something. Nope. Um, <laughs> that's this is reality. Um, I, I don't think it. Di- I didn't really think it did anything particularly heinous, other than being like elves are rich. Are we talking and, about Bright or are we talking about Sam Russell? Talking about Bright, not Bright, Sam okay. Russell. Uh, I didn't think it really did anything heinous. It was kind of safe uh, for what it was, and it. I was like, you know what? Uh, if this came out a couple of years ago. I would have loved it. But thing is, it it would it it would have been a it would have been a much better movie if they had just called it Shadowrun. It really would have. And hell, it would have been a lot better movie. If it was just if it was in the Shadowrun universe. Like it yeah. would have made more sense. But but that universe is also more well thought out than Bright. Uh, it's sort of. To me, Bright the film is sort of riding the cut hills of like Chappie and uh, Sex. Uh, what is it? Section Nine or whatever it's called. District Section Nine. Six. District Nine. Uh, that just sort the of, Blancamp films. Pretty much like well, that. That's, and also uh, the what was the name of that cop movie? It was like uh, End of Watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a much better version of Bright the Netflix movie. Before we get into the uh, the the, the, the animated one, one, the animated one. I got to figure out a way to differentiate them before we get into Samurai Soul. A much better version to me of Bright was um, a- um, Alienation, the original Alienation movie where they have to drink, where the aliens drink the spoiled milk and it gets them drunk and everything. That was actually entertaining and funny and cool, whereas Bright was just kind of like, this has been done before. It wasn't bad. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I thought I'd say it was, was bad. bad, yeah. Yeah, I think it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, like, metaphorically, it never lands where it where it should. Mm. I think the world building is sloppy. Yeah. Like, uh, sloppy have, bad. Having, having the orcs be uh, be your disaffected minority while also having black people as, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and uh, Hispanic people as, as yeah. disaffected minorities doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, or, or, like, you know, the elves being, like, the super high class society. Okay. Are, are there black elves? Yeah. Like not drow, but like black skinned elves. Yeah, there 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 were a lot of uh, a lot of confusing. Like, and then there's just like things like you you see the one centaur cop. Fairies are apparently some type of weird issue in in New York apparently. Um, but there like are dragons, but like, but like just a pest issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, fair, but fairies they, aren't sentient creatures. Even, but no, like they're sentient. Are, they talk. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, well, of like, the movie, Will Smith has, Will Smith kills one with a broom. Yeah, and it's yeah. talking to him. We know that it's sentient. Yeah. And it's like, so is that not murder? Yeah, yeah. It's like, is that not murder in this universe? Yeah. Uh, I, I think or, I turned or, my or, brain off while or, I was watching it. Or the dragon. Honest. Why is dragon not, like, the biggest problem we shut down the city for? Yeah. Or is the dragon the mayor? It's <laughs> like, um, it's like Will Smith... Will Smith's son started playing D&D, or his daughter, or whatever, or his no, friend. No, Will Smith cashed a check. No, 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 no. This, this is... This is a theoretical thing that I'm talking about. It's like Will Smith's son like started playing D and D, and he went, "Oh, that's cool, son. I'm gonna make a movie for you." And he like tried to hit all the beats of D and D, but then forgot like forgot why it was in a those fantasy things setting. were important. 
And so it just kind of like flubbed. I mean, to be fair, Jade would have just made that movie. Yeah. Oh. If he won that movie, he'd have made that movie. Yeah, he would have just made that movie. Actually, actually, like, um, I, like, full, full, real talk. I wouldn't I actually wouldn't mind seeing a, Jay, a, a Jaden Smith uh, led urban fantasy movie. I sit and watch it. I'd watch it. Yeah. Yeah. After Earth was a long time ago. We, we, oh, he we didn't write that movie. He, didn't, he did not write that movie. Thank God. Oh my God. Um. But, let's uh, talk about a movie that's just but, as yeah. Bad. Yeah. But, but, but that, that that gives us a, 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 a where we were coming from. We were like, Bryce and Russell. Yeah. And you might be wondering, you know, Patrick, why are y'all talking about Bright Sam Russell? It came out in October twelfth. Um and and honestly, I mean Dune just came out. Which we'll we'll probably eventually do a review of Dune. Um and uh I'm gonna tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. Um your your mind is like a conveyor belt. And you process packages on the conveyor belt. The packages is experiences. Like, you might have a I ate dinner experience. That goes along the conveyor belt. It gets in the conveyor belt, and it gets sorted into the I had dinner pile. And sometimes you get a package that doesn't have a convenient label or pile. That package might be, I walked in on my favorite uncle fucking my dog. That has no pile. <laughs> we hope. We it hope you don't have a my uncle is fucking my dog pile. I didn't. There was no area for it. I didn't know I needed to make an area for it. So it gets set to the side with the other unprocessed packages. And sometimes you trip over it. And you stub your toe. And that's not good. And that is called post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with this, but yeah. The only way to get through it is you have to, you're going to have to cut open that package. You're going to have to take it out. You're going to have to understand what it is. And then you're going to have to make a space for it where it can't hurt you anymore. And that is why we're talking about Bright Samurai Soul today. Because it has been hurting us for a week. Because it 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 has been living in my memory. So my birthday was last weekend. (laughs) And um, Saturday we played an epic super epic game of D&D, and Sunday, uh, we were like, oh, Pat, you've got to come over and watch The Frighteners. Like, the... First, he, well, he texted me The Frighteners. <laughs> That's because I, I went to Irwin, sir. <laughs> and I thought something terrible had happened to Corey. Well, see, Corey has a conveyor belt, and there's freight on it. There's freight on it, and... And he wanted to make sure you were processing your freight correctly. By yeah. the way, as, as the son of a woman that has three storage uh, uh, storage units full of dolls, I appreciate that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Boxes on a conveyor belt that you have to open up, because I'm like, I was in there the whole time during that, I was like, oh, God, are we going through my, my anxiety? Um... But uh, I was like, we got to watch the Frighteners. Um, and, and so they were like, the what? And I was like, oh, Frighteners. Um, and we watched that. And I, I think it's safe to say that nostalgically it was fun. Pat didn't have any nostalgia for it. So it was safe, but not particularly it wasn't, overwhelming. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah, it, for it, Pat. Yeah, it, 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 was a, it, it was. I recognized it, it was as, as a comedy. And it was. A, now that I've had a, 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 a little while to get away from it, it was fine. I, I processed that experience, and it goes into, <laughs> it goes into its just mo- movies I've seen that I don't need to see again. Okay. You know, so so we watched that. Well, um, I had um, 
uh, I had a bottle, bottle of Crown that my buddy got me for my birthday, and I was like, well, I got to finish this Crown. And I had a little bit of it, and then, uh, then I was sitting there, I was feeling pretty good, and Jared was like, oh, we need to watch Bright. Oh, no. We were kind of just idly scrolling Netflix. Uh, Netflix. And I saw, and I, I I was actually the one that mentioned Bright Sam Russell. That's right. The reason being, uh, when I heard it was coming out, I was like, oh, that'll probably a good be a good one to review on the podcast because we have been known to do Netflix originals before. That's what yep. we did for uh, John Henry. And boy, howdy, were you right. Um, and and um, uh, fucking power. I think. Yeah. I think we watched about five minutes of it, and I said, okay, everybody, uh, let's pause this. I have to go get some beer. Goodbye. Yeah. And I had to continue the train of yeah. uh, drinking because um, it – well, let's just talk about it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get into it. Um, like, uh, so, th- so that was our frame of mind for watching – Bright Samurai Soul. I think the other reason we watched it was we're so used to a movie being four hours long that when we watched a movie that was like an hour long. Yeah, like it was an yeah. hour and 20 minutes and I remember specifically saying like, hey, that's not a, a lot of time to invest in a movie. Why don't we watch this before we all head out? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah we, 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 we got so used to We've been we've kind of been spoiled by by blockbusters yeah. taking like two upwards of two and a half to three hours. It's something I miss but at the same time when you do watch an old movie you're like Damn, I, I I like blocked out my whole day for this. Now what the fuck am I gonna do? Well, <laughs> one thing I will say in his defense, uh, being shorter does make a bad movie infinitely more palatable. It, yes, it does. Yeah, um, it didn't save this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Frighteners, I don't know if I could have took Frighteners if it was two and a half hours. Right. Yeah, I don't think anyone could, especially the the way it ends. Uh, but anyways. But yeah, so but bright. Um, after now that we're now that we're a good fifteen twenty minutes in, uh, we'll start as we normal normally start our reviews. We'll start with a blurb. Uh, I'm pulling this from uh, IMDb. Oh, good. The Wikipedia article is five pages long. Yeah. Um, the uh, see, so bright samurai soul. Um, came out in you know the, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. I'll say this one is only one sentence. Um, an ex-samurai and an orc take a baby hooker elf on a journey. You almost got it word for word. Wow. What What is it? Uh, Izo, a ronin, and Raiden, an orc, work to bring a young elf girl and the wand she carries to the land of the elves in the north, which is actually a spoiler. Yeah, a huge spoiler. Yeah, the the you don't discover it's a wand until well into the movie. Yeah, because I mean, any idiot will know it's a wand pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, but be, you know, because I guess they're trying to make a franchise out of this, and you know, miscellaneous story facts live rent free in my mind, uh, despite me trying to rid them of rid them from for all I'm worth. Um, we know through the lore of Bright what a wand looks like, and yeah. it didn't look like that. Yeah, um, it you know so it looked it looked like something else, which we will get to when we deep dive into the movie. Um, we're still pseudo spoiler free right now, but I will give a no, I will give spoiler yeah I, I will I will give a damn warning before I go before we jump full on into the plot. But what's really funny is the spoiler free section is going to be really light because there's almost nothing no to way talk to about. spoil this movie. Well, uh, not, there's also just not much to talk about. Like normally we would talk. Sound. Uh, Garbage. And, and soundtrack. 
Um, the actors all sounded like they were uh, doing their lines in quarantine. Yep. There are moments where, like, I, I pointed out when we were watching, where it cle- it's clear, it's very clear, one guy was recording in his apartment and he didn't yeah. want to piss off his neighbors. And so he screams out something, but he screams it out in a way where, like, he's not actually yelling. Yeah. And he's just kind of, like, trying to elongate his voice as if he was, hoping they would fix it in post, I guess. Because he's just like, you like this isn't the line, but it's something, it's it's akin to, like, you've got to go! Yeah. It's, it's very similar. Canada! The, the, the voice so acting. Like, like you're a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it's very similar to me to the um, Lord of the Rings video games uh, with uh, Viggo Mortensen's, like, uh, uh, voice acting in the game. Like, Viggo Mortensen's great actor. He's got great, like, uh, uh, enunciation and everything. Like, in the Lord of the Rings, you see him and everything. Yeah, in the Ret- Return of the King, he's got the booger in his nose in the coronation scene. But that that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's just something I've kept in my uh, conveyor belt for these years. <laughs> um, uh, but other than that, you know, he's great. Then you play the game, and it's like, Horohan, my brothers. And he sounds like he's in a coffee tin, and his direction was like, just scream a lot. It was just like, uh, uh, to be fair, where... to be fair, voice acting and traditional acting are very, very absolutely. Oh no, 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 no! I wasn't. And I wasn't about to. Morrison does a lot of voice. Acting. No, no, no. It, he's. Uh, I believe his uh, thing in the making of for those games was like, uh, I've done ADR before, but this is some work. Uh, like, he, he, even he was kind of like, uh, "Good luck, gamers." Um, because what what was it? Because um, I, I didn't I didn't know he recorded new dialogue for the for the games. I I, I knew like because I know for like 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 Lego Lord, Lord of the Rings they just pull from the movie. Uh, you can tell you can tell when it's a new di- new line because you'll hear you'll hear Aragorn be like, "You have my sword," and then like the next line will be like, "Go around the back." <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's. Uh, uh, it's very obvious, and that's what the movie felt like to me. It felt like whoever did the ADR for the Lord of the Rings uh, Return of the King video game uh, was just like sitting there and be like, "Yeah, that sounds good," and yeah. like everything was like first take. Yeah. It was like, "Okay, so I'm warmed up. I'm warmed up. This is going to post. <laughs> we done. <laughs> we we ain't got movie for two takes." <laughs> also, I'd like to say, and I don't want to insult these people, but I've never heard of them before. Let's see. No, well, well, Simu Liu, uh, the guy who plays uh, Izo, is was Shang Chi, and that's it. Everybody uh, else, okay. everybody else is. What no about names? Victoria Grace? Because that was the only name that I read here that sounded like someone, and I'm scared to look that up on my phone. Like in because... a vacuum. Uh, 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 oh, she's uh, an actor. She's an actress. Okay. Yeah, she's she's done something. She's done. Uh, she's done things. I mean, all 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 other people have done things, but like even uh, Raiden's voice actor, who I looked up when we were uh, playing, uh, when we were watching the movie, she played Yara in The Last of Us Part Two, a game, of now, a game I've never played. The Last of Us Part Two, and I have not played that game yet. So, um, she was also in the Netflix original Pacific Rim: The Black. Oh, okay. I mean, like I said, a lot of the people had like credits, but they weren't like major. Yeah, they weren't things. They weren't widely known things. Yeah, like hell, Sim, Sim, uh, Simu wasn't wildly known when he recorded that. Uh, when he recorded these takes, probably he wasn't widely known when he was cast as Shang Chi. There's also like nine characters listed for voice act, having voice acting credits, and there's only seven uh, voice actors listed for the English version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was just a very small cast anyway. Um, but uh. Yeah, it's a uh, so beyond the voice acting just being bad and the sound quality of it being bad. 
I mean, because we didn't really hit that, but yes, all, just in general, the voice acting's bad. Even even Shang Chi here puts in a bad performance. Yeah, um, all of them are. But even then, the other thing about sound, there is no soundtrack to this movie. Uh, it is completely silent until um, an action until scene. an action scene, and then you have the action scene music. I, w- I want you to imagine a world uh, where when you make a when you have an anime studio uh, make something for you, and, and and they they make an anime, they they put in an intro track, and they like s- start to set you up in this world. I want you to imagine Masamune Shiro's amazing work uh, that got animated turned into Ghost in the Shell, the original movie from 1993. Uh, was it 96? I think it was 96. Um, and think of the sweeping. Uh, uh, orchestral track that starts it off with the um, with the traditional Japanese uh, traditional ancient Japanese uh, uh, choir uh, uh, sound sounds like they're summoning the demons of hell. Um, just this amazing track that you're hearing while you see uh, someone being put together uh, as a cyborg. Now I want you to imagine that you have that capability at your fingertips at all times because it's 2020 and you didn't do that for uh, bright Japanese anime. And that's the world that we live in. I'm still trying to get back to my home dimension. Please help me. <laughs> uh, I, the fact that there's... N- you you had an entire studio that all they had to do was... Every now and then you just hear a... Just a bong or something like anything, yeah. nothing. There's no traditional Japanese music in in this whatsoever. And to be fair, I can get into more of that because of the setting that it's in. But even though there's no jazz music, there's no uh, uh there's no hurdy gurdy music. There's nothing. There's there's nothing but like uh, Skrillex's uh, detritus that he uh, threw away. On a hard drive on accident and forgot to wipe. And I mean, this sounds like a hard drive being tortured. This, is like, Ooh, yeah. this should be good. This was made by Skrillex. And it's just like... like uh, Skrillex did not do the sound for this movie. It's no, just, no, it's, it's just terrible. A, it has a very electronica sound to the action scenes. The music like, does not Electronic match. slash, like, kind of a hip-hop, because there's like a lot of yeah. beat yeah. to it. it. It sounds like... A, like I've, I think I mentioned it when I was talking to you uh, off, off mic once. It sounds like a lot of like the New Jabe's ripoffs that started getting popular around the time when Samurai Shampoo came on. Yeah, yeah. That that was the other thing. And it's that, just it's so bad because you know, it's or, jarringly bad. Or, or if you or if you need a modern interpretation, imagine if someone took the uh, uh, the uh, chilled cow channel, uh, you know, lo-fi hip hop beats to study and relax to, and you took the girl from from it and you threw her down a flight of stairs. <laughs> And this is what that sounds like. <laughs> the girl that I found out recently, like, is not Lane, but looks 100% like Lane. Yeah. Um, that's not Lane? That's not Lane. No. I thought just... God was producing these lo-fi <laughs> tracks. Yeah, I, I, I always thought it was Lane. They're like, no, that's just, like, some OC that someone drew. I was like, bro, that's Lane. Like, I've seen the anime. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the other thing I, I, I came to a conclusion about it, it literally, it's like... It's like they said, hey, we'd really like to make Samurai Champloo for Netflix. And Netflix went, could you do it with Bright? And they went, what's Bright, lol? And then they went, what's Samurai Champloo, lol? And And Netflix was like, what? And they're like, cash check. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that should have been like, like yeah, the studio yeah, name I, check. Yeah, I guess if you want to if you want to pull all the all the hip hop out of Samurai Shampoo, you you've got like this. If you like squint your head and we're beating with a bag of cats, it, it literally it has a three person main cast. And they're um, trying to get somewhere. Two two males and a female trying to get somewhere. Oh um, uh, man, even even further, what both Ronin for for Jen and yep, Izo, yep. um, and two uh, ex criminals well, with Mugen and Raiden and Izo, and Raiden and Izo, yeah. yeah. You said Mugen and Izo. You're dirty. I'm dirty say, no, I said no, Jen. Said Jen. I, oh, you said I'm, Jen no, I'm Izo. using those as the examples. Oh, They're Jen both, is Izo. Oh, oh okay. Jen is Jen Izo. Is Izo Ryan is Mugen. Okay. Mugen. Got gotcha. you. Uh, gotcha. And Fu is um is the elf girl. What's the elf girl's name? Elfington. It's so, it's so like, it's just, it's so obvious, but at the same time, it's like, oh shit, this is bright. Um, put a wand in it, and uh, I guess that was her name. Put uh, that is her name. uh, Yeah, so tight. Put put a wand in it, and we'll put um, no D and D. That's that's not her name. Chahaya was the forgetful. Yeah, I was gonna Uh, say Sonia. I was gonna say she does not have a Japanese name because elves aren't native to Japan. They're just brought in over ships and made into sex slaves. Uh, which like is, you do. Which is very weird for the time. Um, A lot completely. of things are weird for the time. Yeah. I uh, mean, everyone knows about all these samurai walking around during the uh, Meiji Restoration. Oh, let, we'll not get to that right yet. We'll get, we'll we'll, get to not, that. Not I'll, yet. I'll, I'll, say, we'll, I'll help you out We're still bit. supposed to be in the pseudo-structured part of this. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, what, But that, that covers sound. And then we have to talk about animation. Oh my god. <laughs> and how bad this looks. We're get, we got to get from, I think, Edo to Yokohama, but use as little frames as possible. <laughs> like, so, so here, here's some things. They, they do, they try some stylistic things in this, and none of it works. <laughs> none, of them work. none of it works. So, like, um, inside of buildings, any type of modern structure, are very, very clearly, like, CGI constructions. I mean, yeah. the whole movie is, a, is clearly a CGI construction. But like that was like that's the, what they're going for. It looks like they got You're a bunch of high school. It looks like they got a bunch of high school students uh, working off of like the basic like the programs that man we had to use it like Irwin. I forgot what they're called, but it's like like the most basic structuring things you can make. Oh, to make, uh, CAD. Yeah, CAD. It yeah. looks like it looks like a bunch of high school students in CAD. They just painted that, and uh, and none of it looks good. It all looks bad. The people look terrible. The camera is constantly moving and it does not give the world like a lived in feel. The direction for the camera, which we can get into direction later, but like the way the camera moves in this movie is unsettling and it shows you just how bad this movie looks. Yeah. Like it, it like they do not complement each other in a way that's like, oh they can use it to hide their shortcuts because it just kind of exposes all of the shortcuts. So, so this is what it says uh, on Wikipedia. This is what they said. So uh, this was debuted like back in June as like, hey, we're doing this bright for this Geek End Weekend thing. Like, it's going to be great. It's going to come out in October. They said that the film was animated using 3D computer graphics with the with art in the style of Japanese woodblock prints. Uh, I happen to be an expert on Japanese woodblock prints. That movie looked like shit. Uh, that did not look like uh, Japanese woodblock prints. Well, I was gonna say, but when you go outside, yeah, uh, whenever they're outside, it looks like they like they were doing like these brush strokes, right? Like like it was actually like painted. And holy shit. That does not match with the character models at all. It does not. It is because they're all still styled like the stuff on the inside. 
Like this, they're yeah. they're CG models, and moving in these like brushstroke images, where like when they're moving through grass because the grass is like this brushstroke texture to it, their their feet just become shaded green when they're walking through it. It looks like they're walking through like a green poison mist, <laughs> and <laughs> um and so like none of the styles ever work. Um, they're, they're, it's so flat. I can't describe to you how flat the animation looks. Everyone is floaty. Um, there's no weight to anything that anybody does or holds or anything like that. Like, and like the perspective of all of the characters always looks like they're in a 2d plane. Yeah. God rest his soul. Uh, the movie makes you appreciate early Monty Oum, uh, CGI (laughs) movies. Um, and, and to be fair, about say, uh, he uh, did a lot of hard work on that, and they look great. About say, uh, I was wondering where you're going with that, because like, early, those early, I was put them together with, put them next to what Ruby is now, and say this they still, still holds, look it, better. holds up. Yeah. yeah, they still look better than Ruby, but first season Ruby. Like, I can point to, in Rivers Blue, I can point to you the episode where, where Monty Ohm starts, uh, yeah. started working there. Like, everybody's <laughs> choppy motions turned into suddenly fluid animation. Uh, but uh, uh, the whole movie reminds me of very early first season Ruby with the sh- super short episodes because one of my uh, one of the friends of the podcast uh, does 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 a uh, does Abel go by his real name on this podcast? Is he ever on the podcast? Kylie, no, he's only been on it once. Kylie's yeah. been on the podcast. Okay, as, so Kylie, as himself, Kylie was like, "Oh, you've got to watch Ruby. You got to watch Ruby." I'm like, "Yeah, but Money Ohm died, and I don't want to see them ruin it." And he's like, "Yeah, well, you got to watch it." And I watched that first season of Ruby. I was like, "Bro, like this looks. I've seen South Park episodes that look better than this." <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you watch this uh, bright uh, Samurai Soul and. If you've ever seen those old episodes of Ruby, you'll be like, oh yeah, this is the part where they run down the street and like the model gets bigger, but the street doesn't. So that shows the motion of them getting closer to the camera, but you can obviously tell someone sitting there with like a stretcher, just like uh, pinching them so that they're, so that they're getting bigger. Like the whole movie looks like that. Uh, Talking about animation, we have to talk about the boat scene. Oh, I mean, well, we're gonna get to that in a second. Yeah, the, the I'll say one. There's the fight. There's there's one. There's only one aspect of the movie that even looks, not even to say good, semi passable, and that is like two action sequences, um, and it looks like they they obviously just rotoscoped two uh, CGI actors going at practice speed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Once again, their weight, their weapons, and all that still feel weightless. Yeah. Like, like one guy's holding every, a big club. Everything in this movie feels nothing in this movie feels like it touches anything else in this movie. Um, um and 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 the funny thing is, I think it, I think they've on purpose had people touch things as little as possible. There's very few scenes in the movie where anybody picks anything up. Yeah. It. Um. And also, if you notice, like I, I don't know when we're, when I'd have time to put put this in. Everyone's hair in the movie. Oh, uh, clips. It, yeah, it's they're all very, very short, like bob cuts or or bowl cuts or like you know or like mohawks or or they're bald or they or they're 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 like or they're tied up in some very tight style yeah. so that their hair doesn't move because the p- few people whose hair moves their hair clips through their head. Did you, uh, did you ever play Dead or Alive? 
Very much. Uh, you play a Dead or Alive four, three, no, four. Dead or Alive four, right? I play, yeah, I play two. Okay, Dead or Alive four has probably the best hair animation of any video game ever created. Uh, the uh, uh, Tecmo went in and painstakingly animated every single tress of hair so that when it lays down on the female models, it actually looks like real hair. Yes, Team Ninja knows where their money comes from. Then Dead or Alive 5 came out, and all of the hair turned into uh, useless ribbons. <laughs> um, but even then, even then, Dead or Alive 5, I'm a fighter, um, uh, even then, this they still didn't clip. They were like, we can't have this hair clip because that that's going to take out everybody's uh, um, uh, that's going to take out the illusion of these uh, women being real. That's just that's just it's not yeah, going to work. I'm I'm I'm, lo- I'm losing wood watching this hair clip. Ex- exactly, shoulder. exactly. You know, this uncanny valley. Like you can only enjoy so much. So, the, when I was watching Bright Samurai Soul, God, it needs a fucking different name. It just makes me think of Samurai Souls, which is uh, the Japanese name for. Um, uh, Neo? No, uh, Samurai Showdown. Ah. Just call it Samurai Gun. Samurai Gun. Well, Samurai Gun is better than this. God, <laughs> at least Samurai Gun I can look back at and laugh happily. This I'm just like, oh. Um, you laugh happily at Samurai Gun? Hell yeah, I do. It was so that bullet was so epic that uh, he had to do a double take. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's not this movie. <laughs> that's not this podcast. Um, but watching uh, Samurai Solo, I was just like, wow, like the most basic of things you could have just made it so that the hair doesn't clip through it when i watch a movie i often because i've just played so many video games i think could i play this as a video game yeah this is this might be a bad movie but can i play it as a video game and would it save it and i couldn't do either with this i don't even want like to this would this. this would be a game made circa the first ultimate ninja storm i thought this would be a flash game this would be a flash game yeah like i i and, and the, the way the hair just clips through the character models and everything, you're like, how? You literally rendered this in in a, a big computer that only renders this. Uh, it's like going to see Pacific Rim and one of the arms just, like, goes through Gypsy Danger. Uh, you don't get that. Like, you literally sit there, and this computer, all it does is process the data to make this visual so that when they went to record that processed visual, they saw the clipping of the hair and went, and eh, nobody will ever be able to tell. And it happens that we've already cashed the checks out the film. If it were a video game, it would make more sense because it's being rendered in time. This was rendered in June. That's <laughs> what I'm, frustrates I'm, me. About I'm it. sorry. This close to 2020 quarantine, any major C, any major CG product has no excuse to look bad. Yeah. Everything got delayed. You had a bonus year to finish it. Uh, uh, granted, it was a shit and stressful year, but you did have more time yeah. to work on projects like, like this. There's there's no way you're going to tell me you had to be in the office to animate this shit. I will, I will give them credit where credit's due. The big giant computer that I said that they need in order to animate that, you can't take those home. Uh, that was one of the problems with uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk came out real... Yeah, but with but with animated movies though, people often work on individual art, individual things. Yeah, like uh, I remember like uh, Ego Raptor, uh, Aaron Hansen. Mm-hmm. He talked about how like one of his friends spent two years only animating um, Ryan Reynolds' neck 
for um for uh, a Green Lantern. For Green Lantern. For oh, Green wow. Lantern. She spent two years, and the only thing she had to animate in the movie was make sure that uh, the neck was animated correctly on the suit. Oh wow! So this so this that collar doesn't phase through his yep. through his neck. Oh, that, that was way two fun. years of her time. Oh wow! And that was her project. Oh. And she got paid. And she got paid, but fuck. But I mean, like, but when I, like, so I always keep that Ooh. kind of shit in mind. Where it's like, yeah, every individual thing is used. That's why I like the the list of animators is always so giant. Yeah, it's because like all these b- different bits are kind of uh, they're all done separately. They're all modeled and animated separately. You, you also have to think about like how many of because the the cast list is so small. How many of these animators had to pull like triple duty? Yeah, like I, I can imagine the guy that normally doesn't do hair. Oh, make this hair look good, bro. What's hair? Yeah, well, I when when I think that somebody like had to sleep under their desk to make this movie. Yeah, I, I feel bad. As a yeah. Japanese production, most likely. And, yeah. Whew, but, uh, but yeah, the the animated uh, the fight scenes. The first one is just absolutely terrible. I will say the boat scene is clearly where they put their money in. But the, what's even funnier about that you, is... You, you just need to fast forward. Um, Not because you need to skip the fight scene, just to make it look like it's going in actual time. But, uh, yeah, you, you play it at one and a half speed. Well, and that actually makes it look like real people swinging actual things. There's a role in, the, uh, in, the open, in one of the opening fight scenes that looks like the fat role from Dark Souls. But at half speed. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it really does. Um, but yeah, but even talking about like the final fight sequence where they're on the boats, it's raining in that scene and no one is getting wet. Yeah. Two characters swam through the goddamned ocean to get onto a boat and one of them is wearing a pink sunflower dress... And she is not wet in any way whatsoever, despite swimming through the fucking ocean in a rainstorm. I mean, they they missed a golden fap opportunity right there, and they didn't. I'm not saying it. we need to we need to see through it, but it should have clung to her or something. So I mean, every other character, like none of the characters in there are wet. Yeah, like, no, like, no one is wet. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just her, but like, but when like a person has like a like. Oh, like a bell for like where her hips are because like this big old fashioned dress. Yeah, and it's like that's not wet at all. Y'all couldn't have done anything to sell the rain or the water, especially when she just climbed over the side of a boat from in being inside the goddamn ocean. Because you made it, you you've had it raining. That's a that's a. I've watched enough animated. No, that is a dramatic choice when you start when you have it start raining all of a sudden. That's signaling somebody about to die. Somebody that I'm gonna miss. I mean, not in this movie. Cause not in why this movie, would yeah. you? No, uh, <laughs> I, I was I was done with these people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, so if no one's getting wet, then I can I'm gonna forget that it's raining. Yeah. And then I'm gonna just think it's night. <laughs> the other thing about that scene is just there. Do we want to talk about the throw? Like, oh, we have to talk about the throw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about the, the the fact that like the people swam. I was I was, I was gonna get to, get to the throw when we're when we're going through the plot. Go the plot. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay, we'll do it. Just because it's it'd be funny then too. Yeah. yeah. Um, writing, writing on this movie. There, there's a part. It was written? at the end of this. <laughs> there's a part at the end of this movie where I can legitimately, I can legitimately tell, the writers said we're done. <laughs> We're not <laughs> writing any more of this shit. Uh, Michiko Yokote, who wrote it, said, I am not writing any more after this. After this happens, and then the movie's over. We're done. But 
but the animators but, and Netflix but, said no. But we're halfway through the climax scene. We got to have the denouement. Have the no. I'm done. Like, the movie's going to be ninety minutes. Oh no, sorry. The movie's going to be sixty minutes. It's, fuck it's, you with your eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Yeah, fuck <laughs> your eighty. Yeah. It's like she she got to seventy five and said fuck it. <laughs> Uh, the, like the, 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 the plot is what I said in the, in the blurb. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's Samurai Champloo, but in bright. It's Samurai Champloo, but like, you know, shortened in time and with less lovable characters. Since, since we're talking about plot, I'll go ahead and just use this as an opportunity to go ahead and talk about um, history and such. Because we talked about art style. We talked about animation. Do you talk about art style when you do this? Or yeah. That yeah we, I mean, we, I mean we covered that already. The plot's oh. real simple. It's literally three people get together to go take this wand to the this wand wielding... Uh, two people they don't together. know it's a wand yet. Two people get together to, to take, take this girl one to girl the to the elf refuge. That's really about it. And everything that happens in between... Just makes the movie longer. Um, I wish <laughs> yeah. that I could say something nicer about it. It really just does. This movie takes place um, three years after 1868. Uh, they they literally. I didn't even know about this period until we watched the fucking movie. There's a small period right when Commodore Perry shows up called the Ko period. The Ko period is like uh, the three years of we don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, we've been we've been uh, in a box all this time, and then this guy came from America with a giant steamship and cannons, and he had a cool jacket, uh, and we want to be like that. But for that three years, um, everybody's just like, huh, okay. Then the movie does like a immediate time skip uh, in the two seconds that it talks about. It, it, it even comes on screen as like during the KO period, blah, 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 blah. But that's not what this movie is about. It's three years later in the Meiji Restoration. The Meiji Restoration is actually a very long, drawn-out process in uh, Japanese history. To have an anime call it Samurai Soul and then put it one in the Meiji era is... a is I've always just never understood why you would put something in the Meiji Restoration if you want it to be Samurai-based. Well, I mean, Roni Kitchen was set in the Meiji era and it's called... Uh, uh, the the Kenshin the Wandering Samurai. Kenshin the Wandering Samurai, but that's because he's literally a artifact of a time gone by. That is the story that makes sense. You literally have something that you're like, Samurai's in the time. It's literally just 100%. When I hear Bright Samurai Soul and I see the guy with the what I thought was a Tetsubo, you got the orc with the fucking man catcher and everything, I'm like, oh shit, they about to fucking go whole hog in the feudal era. It actually takes place after the samurai. But here's the catcher. Here's the catcher in the rye, gentlemen and listener. It doesn't take place in the Meiji Restoration. It takes place in uh, 1871. 1871 is a little gray area where they had a couple of dresses uh, come in from Victorian England. And they had a gun or two. And they had like a steamship. But other than that... They didn't really have much going on, so it actually is a good time to have samurai in the film, as evidenced by the fact that in 1877, we still had motherfuckers walking around in the street, getting pictures taken of them in their full-on feudal getup. And the movie just doesn't do anything with it. It literally has a setting that it's like, 
We could it. have armor. We could have horses. We could have all this stuff. And then we could have the... But magic is great, but soon technology will take... It could have been poignant. It could have made a statement about our current time. And it doesn't do anything. Even with the the inclusion of the various bright races, all three of them, because there's a... Uh, and when I say three of them, I mean the three creatures. Like, you've got Elf Girl, Orc Dude, and then you've got um, my D&D character interpl- interspliced in every fucking scene as a, a as a um, what we like to call noodle time extra in the uh, Kung Fu. He's a, uh, he's a member, member of the Goonion. Uh, yeah, he's a member <laughs> of the Goonion. He's just kind of like, he's there when he needs to get beat up and killed. Uh, and then say creepy things about the Elf Girl. Um, yeah. Poignant, but still. <laughs> um, and... You you had this golden opportunity. You could have put, uh, you've you've said yourself, Pat. You could have put dragons there. You could have put, you could have put Kodama. You could have had the little spirited away a little. Ga- How difficult is it to animate one Kodama? Oh, actually, having Kodama it's like be their fairy would actually have been really cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. How difficult. They literally, they either look like a teacup or they look like the Spirit Away version. There is no in-between. They, they're they literally the easiest thing in the world. I could make one for you right now. It, it, it boggled me because I was just like, okay. Then you've got the orc with the, uh, so I forget the Japanese name for it, but it's called a man catcher. Uh, it's, it's literally a police weapon from the Meiji era used to catch onto samurai uh, big baggy clothing and scoot them along and be like, nope, 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 we're not fighting, nope, nope. And that's all it's designed to do. It's not designed to kill people. It's literally designed, uh, uh, it's it's not even a billy club. It's like, it's like the least deadly billy club you could possibly make. And you've got this imagery of the Oni ogre, and you still don't even go with that. You're like, no, we're gonna give him a fucking, uh, um, we're gonna give him a fucking peace, uh, uh, peace offering instead. Like, it, there's so many instances throughout the whole thing that I'm like, why'd you even do it? Why'd you even go to Japan? Why didn't you just set it in modern day New York? If this thing was set in modern day New York, it would make way more sense. Everyone well, looks in mo- the same. In, mo- in modern day New York, it would have just been a CG animated bright. Sure. They could have called it bright too. Electric Boogaloo. And it would have sold like do not Elvin Boogaloo. But I say do not insult breaking <laughs> by you know relating it to this. It yeah. could have been in Los Angeles. It could have been any. It could have been in some. It could have been the Alamo. Could have been the Alamo. Oh, that would have made that would at least like had a reason for like the the dude in Bright who's just like hey, Mexicans still get shipped for the Alamo because everyone when they heard that line was just like the Alamo still happened with. <laughs> Fucking dwarves, dwarves and, and elves and like, shit. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is where I'm Patrick to the plan his way. The one of the biggest critiques that I had about Bright and even this, um, it. If you want to have fantasy creatures in your in a in our world. Mm. You got to do more than just shoving a work in there. You got to do the legwork. Yeah, I do the legwork. Like the. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a a different setting. I'm gonna take the R, an RPG setting that also has like orcs and elves and M16s. Uh, Shadowrun. Yeah. I uh, really wish the name of the game was Orcs, Elves, and M16s. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't give me. We can make that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week, folks, when we be, play our first game of well, Orcs, Elves. That, that, and that, that'll be the that'll be the subtitle to Rat Catchers Mansions Ten. Oh. Uh, yeah. Or uh, Orcs, Elves, and M16s. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, but we uh, 
that that world is that world is our world up until 2012. And then it turns out that all religions were right. And the Native Americans had a lot of shit to say about the colonizers coming in and taking their shit. So a lot of maps had to get redrawn. Oh, yeah. And so uh, so that world in the 2070s, I think it was when, when Modern Shadowrun takes place, yeah, I think so. it looks different and I can point to how it how it got this way. I can I can point to a dragon taking down a seven forty seven and go, oh, this is why it's this is why it looks like that. This it it doesn't work to have a lot of is especially in a, in a, in the American movie a lot of our you know ingrained you know uh, the uh, how did, how the fuck did the civil rights movement happen when you got orcs yeah like were they also uh, do, do, do orcs drink from color to white? Was Martin Luther King Jr. an orc? Like, we, elves are obviously high society. Have we had an elf president? How many terms did he serve? The ballot. Do we have an elf Supreme Court justice? Because them motherfuckers serve for life. <laughs> Pat, Pat, you're missing the point. The point is, it's the ballot or the heavy crossbow bolt. <laughs> Maybe. But you know, so you know, you 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 have like the the Meiji Restoration, the the Bakumatsu. Okay, did did all the elves and orcs just get there in like the last two weeks? Uh, which also is another question. Theoretically, like why, like why why are they called why are they called orcs? Why are they called the this thing that a, that an Englishman made up? So why don't they? Why isn't there an, a Japanese-sounding word for orc? Yeah, and the other thing is like other other than bakemono, I guess. Um, but that's a catch-all term for any monstrosity that you don't understand. Well, I mean, I mean, Japan has like a Japan has a little bucket full of words for evil spirit or monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's got you know, a specific name. Like where we where we would use catch-all term like monster, demon. Japanese use actual fucking name for everything. Um, the, the other thing about it is it kind of works, but it kind of doesn't because I, I have to know if in this setting orcs were there during the feudal period because if they were there during the feudal period, I've got even more questions. Well, it's like, we because we, we've never got the Bright Origins movie where right. we, we've never gotten where, you know, okay, the... The you know the, the 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 druids at Stonehenge you know they pizza when they should have French fries and the sky opened up and Fairyland fell out. Beautiful. I'm gonna let you go, but pizza and French fries. It's a skiing term. You, you, you yeah, it's, it's don't, from don't, top pe- don't pizza, which is put one in oh, together because okay. that'll fuck you up. You want a French fry, put them both straight ahead. Oh, sorry, yeah. Irwin. Okay, so um, they do in South Park. Oh, I, I don't remember that episode. Uh, yeah, that's an old one. Yeah, that's yeah. old. Okay, pizza instead of French fry. Uh, but, because for me, it could make sense. I just have to know if they came along with Yasuke, uh, in, in which case people are like, well, why aren't there more black people in Japan? Well, that's because there was one dude named Yasuke. I mean, there were a few. There were like three. There, there were there were there were like three like, like they were real skeptical. Like the, the 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 Dutch traders brought over a good yeah. bit, a good bit of them. Uh, like turns black people were actually a lot uh, around a lot of the world that you probably weren't they aware weren't of. weren't informed yeah. of in high school absolutely. Yeah. But my thing was like, when did these creatures show up? And if they showed up with the Dutch and the Portuguese, then I've got more questions. And if they didn't, then it makes perfect sense because they literally. The, the emperor literally opens up all of the 
all the ports and everything after Commodore Perry shows up because he's like, hell yeah, I want that fancy cat. I want that fucking jacket. Uh, and I want steamships right now. Technically, it was his advisors, but that's a different podcast. Um, and, and so that would make some sense to me because I'm like, well, yeah, they came over with the with the Europeans then. But even then, it's still one of those things. Okay, I mean, they well, don't. How did they get to Europe? Well, yeah, they they don't seem like they're new. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. like not like not just like the orcs. They, they seem like they're established. The dwarves, the goblins, the centaur for the certain. The centaur been there for a while. The other thing about the movie to me, other than the fact that they do the one eighty with like, oh, elves are like low class citizens in Japan apparently or whatever. Um, other than doing that completely, well, I would, I would say I would say we have we. We didn't we didn't see enough elves to really get an understanding of, of how they're treated in Japan. But the only yeah. ones that we do see are all sex the, slaves. The, they're all sex slaves. No, uh, we see four. Two of them, one of them is a sex slave. One of them is about to become a sex slave. Uh, the other one is just uh, it was like a ninja, and then oh, the, yeah, and then the, the and then the evil you know general at the end. Damn, we actually it, it's actually never confirmed if he is or not. I don't think the general at the end. Yeah. Uh, is that the Umebozo? Uh, no, he, no, 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 he, he the, was the general, uh, he, he was a uh, the one that, that Pat was like certain was an elf, but I actually don't think he was. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It's, uh, um, it, in fact, I, I know that he's not because the whole point was he needed an elf that could wield the wand. Yeah, the reason I the reason I suspected he was he keeps his ears very conspicuously covered. Oh, okay. well, they they, they 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 do show his ears, but only up to like the midway point, and then like you see strands of hair covering his ears. So we all thought like, it was gonna be like, like, I got, I've got the 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 poster right here, and you can look at it at his at his picture. He that it looks like his ears are pointed. So yeah. Um, so. But no, he he was he was part of his plan was to also find an elf that could wield yeah. the wand. Um. So it, when me he could he he could have been elf, just not been a bright. Yeah, that's true. Um. But uh, I mean, technically, uh, yeah. So the, the ninja the the ninja one, uh, I guess, is fair. But to be fair, it was also kind of clear that she was western. Uh, yes, because all of her apparel is Western, except for when she uh, does do some ninja shit. So, well, yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's an it's it's an elf, and they state that 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 is a that Yokohama is an area where elves do live. Yeah, yeah. so I'm I'm assuming that they're not all sex slaves. Not but, all gonna gargle mayonnaise. Yeah, unless we bust a massive mamma jam. <laughs> Shut up, Gory. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that takes care of about writing. Um, I don't know how much more we can say about directing because I think uh, directing is part of all of these things. And as I said, the fucking uh, movie Kyo- looks bad. Kyohei Ishiguro, I, I, I don't know I what the hell uh, uh, he was doing during during the making of this. But like, like the camera of, angles are bad or the, in, uninteresting. Ca- the camera angles are are bad than that, and actually highlight oh, the the bad things what? in the CGI. Kyohei Ishiguro. Um, Directed the fucking um, the fucking anime ad- adaptation of Your Lie in April, which is fucking epic. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't show here. It does not show. It does not show. Like he was, a, he was oh, definitely asleep wow. at the wheel here, or oh. just didn't have the money. That I mean, could also that, be the that case. also could be the case. Or Netflix might have had a lot more hand in it. It does. That was something I said uh, when we were talking about it the other day. It does seem like Netflix. Got the studio and said, "We really want a Japanese anime adaptation of Bright." And the the Japanese studio, like, I think your I think your dramatization of this is way more enthusiastic than Netflix probably was. <laughs> hey man, we the, want you know, this something fe- about anime. Yeah, this this feel this movie feels like it was made as an afterthought. Um, like like we had so much left over 
that I guess we can make this. There's a lot of anime ad- adaptations, and something that happens with like every anime ad- adaptation of a Western thing is it pretty much almost always becomes non-canonical because Jap- for the Japanese mindset, cert- certain things just don't come out. If, if they made... If they made Star Wars as an anime, and it was in Japan... It's called Star Wars Visions. No, 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 not Visions. I'm literally saying, like, the first Star Wars movie. Like, they made the actual first Star Wars movie in Japan, it would have never sold as an anime, because the Japanese people would be like, why doesn't Darth Vader turn into a giant scorpion and, and kill people? Because there's certain things that happen in a Japanese mindset. There's certain, uh, um... Uh, um, there's certain things that, uh, 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 what's tropes. that thing? Tropes. Certain tropes that just have to happen, and certain things that just make sense. They were like, I don't understand. Why didn't he eat a sandwich just well, then? To be fair, though, this was also very, very clearly, very clearly made for a Western audience. Yes. Yes, absolutely. But what I was going to say is almost always these anime adaptations take some form of liberty. Um, where, whereas, like, uh, Highlander, the anime. The anime movie of Highlander takes that it takes liberty because they're like, well, we're not gonna fucking make Highlander as an anime. We're just gonna make an anime that's pretty much could be its own Highlander series by itself, and we hope you like it. And it was actually pretty good. But the thing I noticed about Bright Samurai Soul, like I said before, it doesn't really do anything with setting. I 100% believe that this studio was like, what? What if we had like? Dragons show up. No, you have to have an orc, an elf, who is a, who is a creature we, of the we, night. We ain't giving you no goddamn dragon money. It, it, even to just be like, oh, well, she's a hoe. Like, it's such a... Um, the, the idea of a uh, feudal Japanese prostitute is a Western ideal that has been per- has permeated throughout uh, Western media to the point that a woman... Um, uh, one of the very few... Um, uh, American women that became a geisha, like certified everything. Fucking, uh, she she was there in the forties as a child, and she trained with the geisha and everything in the historical arts. She went on Oprah, and Oprah was like, "So we're going to talk about the red light district." And she's like, "What do you mean we're going to talk about the red light district?" And they're like, "Well, you're a geisha, you know. We're going to talk about the red light district on air live." And she's like, "You think I'm a prostitute? I'm not a prostitute. I'm a geisha." A prostitute sleeps with men for for money. I perform tricks and 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 and, and well, not tricks, but but um, <laughs> I, 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 I knew I knew plates. what you meant. I juggle plates and men drink tea. Like it, it has permeated our mentality to the point that I honestly don't think that a lot of the story beats were made by the Japanese studio. That it was all dictated by Netflix. Um, that's just something that. I noticed because I was like, that, and it brings me back to my anger of why didn't you just put it in fucking, why didn't you just put it in England or, or fucking uh, uh, America with the Native Americans running around? And I mean, this everything. is this is still a longer topic, uh, topic, but um, about that kind of mindset, food was also um, put into a whorehouse in Samurai Champloo in like in episode, episode two, two. in episode yeah. two, and there are whorehouses. But I'm, but I'm just saying, like, like, even as a correlation for this movie, like that is still a thing that it is that a does thing. Happen. 
it is a thing. And that was it, purely a Japanese studio. That was purely yeah. a Japanese studio, but that wasn't the now crux that, of now, the that, now that being said, the, that wasn't the crux Shampoo of the never states that all geishas are whores. Right. I don't think Bright does that. I don't think, only, I don't only, think, only, that. I don't but think the word geisha's ever said. I mean, to be yeah. fair, like she was also uh, never a whore. She was just a child yeah, that, that had a fear of water that was like being trained or was like being prepared to be trained to be a whore. Um, I don't know if that's any better or not, but she um, she she hadn't quite you know uh, had her first lesson yet. Yeah, and the sex trade isn't it's not it's not something that's just native to Japan, but at the same time, it's not just something that's native to to the West either. But it's just something I noticed. I was like, I was like, oh, this, this, this seems seems like why'd you even fucking make an anime? That's that's still my question. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, that that could be our review of the, why the hell does this exist? Well, not why does it exist. I know why it exists. It existed so that you two would make me watch it, um, because you went. I like anime. I guess Bright's okay. Well, fuck you. Like anime too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like anime. I like Gundam. There's a difference. You just dropped a year lie in April reference. That's not anime. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we, are, we in, are we in spoiler? Uh... I, think, I think we're in spoiler. All right. So, uh, so consider, consider this your spoiler warning. Yeah. Um, if you if you if you have if you value your you life, know, also, stop fact, listening I now. I don't think we're gonna be using anybody's real uh, anybody's actual cater name. Because I'm, I'm I guarantee you, there's gonna be people. I'm just like, oh yeah, the dude. Uh, oh yeah, I remember, the, dude. Yeah, he was in every scene. I I only remember. I only remember four character names. Uh, yeah, I keep calling one dude. I call him the Umi Bozo because I uh, Umi Boz, Bozu. Excuse me, that's the actual term. I, he has a name. I could probably find it. I'm not looking. It's, it, but yeah, that's that's the thing. I was gonna be like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you know, we know what that is. But uh, um, if you if you skip ahead and we're still talking about this, I mean, you probably won't know what the fuck's happening because we don't either. Yeah. I mean, despite what the Wikipedia article would, would have you believe... Oh, my God. Um, there is just, like, nothing in like, this movie. Whoever wrote this Wikipedia article, they, did, they wanted to do their dissertation on Bright Samurai Soul. And <laughs> God, bless them. God bless them, because, man, it was bad. I mean, it is impressive to stretch a synopsis this far, but good Lord. <laughs> All right, so... So uh, we, open, we open in 1868 at Edo Castle, where... Um, you see uh, Izo fighting for like half of a second. Yeah, Izu is fighting to protect uh, Yoshinobu Tokugawa, who was the shogun at the time, against the new government army. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, magic happens. Yeah, and then uh, the, sky rectangles. Like uh, you know, about, <laughs> ha- about halfway through the Bakumatsu, when uh, when uh, uh, Shishio is like burning people with his fire sword, um, a <laughs> giant pillar of light emits. I would really, I really wish they put that shit in this fucking because that at least they have the rights to to Ramon and Kenshin because it's a Netflix. Uh, uh, they they keep making Netflix movies with it. Yeah. So theoretically, they could have just put Ramon and Kenshin characters in this. Oh, and I would. I would have merged the two I don't, together. I don't know how I would be able to handle it if they tried to if they tried to tell me that Ramon and Kenshin happened in the Bright Universe. Also, you don't understand. Roni Kenshin happened in reality. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you keep thinking you're like you know, oh, that's a different anime. No, no, that's real. Yeah, uh, I remember when Shishio uh, uh, set everybody <laughs> on fire with a sword. Like you know, we studied it in history. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it. Balanced. I'm sorry. Uh, pentag- uh, pentagrams. 
Oh, they were, they were sky pentagrams. Sky pentagrams. Yeah. The, the skylight pentagrams, you know, show Pentacles, up. if you will. Um, they look so bad. <laughs> I mean, I know we've, we've harped on animation, yeah. but man, that was, they look really bad. This giant CGI effect happens because an elf picks up a wand and... Do they come out of the wand? Magic happens, dude. Magic happens, yeah. I also, because does, she doesn't I, hold it aloft and say the yeah, magic it, words. It, it doesn't seem to emit out of the wand. It just... An elf, the, a bright holes a wand and shit just goes off. There's an effect from like uh, Zeta Gundam where uh, the Ashimar is a mobile suit. It has a gun that shoots pen, uh, pentagons, and it looks oh pentagons. Than, it shoots pentagons. I'll, I'll look it up for you, but uh, uh, it looks worse than that. And that thing came out in 1979. Like I wish, I wish she shot you know, you know, uh, you know, tri beams like you know Tian Shinhan, you know. Shot triangles that turned into squares. But, you know, what actually happens is this giant light goes off and everyone looks at the skylight and just stops fighting. Yeah. Like, no one dies that I saw. No, no, um, no. But to be fair, that's also because uh, they couldn't afford, you know, to have somebody die in that opening. I guess. Um, you know, a few... They couldn't, appoint, they couldn't pay the voice actors to go, oh, uh, uh. Yeah. So a few years pass, and we then move to Kyoto, um, where Izo works as a guard at a brothel, uh, and they are getting new product in, a young blonde elf girl named Sonia, uh, who... And you have to spend like a solid minute and a half of the guy who is selling Sonia trying to sell her to the brothel. And just what is an extremely skeezy scene. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I sort of cry. I don't remember if he's just like, does she got all her teeth? But like, it feels like that. I, I, I think he mentions he mentions her skin is 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 in good condition or something. Uh, and he does mention that like uh, uh, her boat sank on like the way here and like she barely survived. And now she has a fear of water. So he keeps a jug of water with her to splash on her whenever she's... Uh, Getting too rough. Yep. And uh, Izo, our beloved, our, our hero samurai, um, is absolutely okay with all of this. Uh, he takes the jug. He, now he does not splash it on her, but he does drink it in front of her. Uh, he holds it in front of her, like to get her to shut the hell up, and then he drinks it. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we move on. They they mention uh, another elf. Uh, prostitute that they have known as uh, Chihaya. The Forgetful. Uh, Chihaya the Forgetful, who is not a boss from a Tales game, but is in fact a a skilled uh, prostitute who can make you forget why, what responsibilities you had. Um, by the way, at this point we should also mention that the translation... Um, so, once again, this was clearly a, we- a work for a Western audience. But, if you go in this and you... Uh, we listen to the English dub and we had the subtitles on. And I honestly think that if you watch this with the Japanese dub and we're, uh, we're having to just read the subtitles, I don't know if the story is followable. I don't know if you can actually keep track of what's happening in the story. Because the subtitles and what they said do not match. Not even like but, in context. They're, they're saying different things and out of order. Yeah, and I'm just saying like, like if, you were, if that was the only interpretation you had, your only version was the Japanese text... Um, like, because having read it and keeping, and that being my most, uh, how I kept track of the movie, I was like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Like, there's con- there's so many contradictions 
in the uh, Japanese script that, like, I don't know if the movie actually makes sense anymore. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of um, um, episode three. If you watch episode three, it's entirely on YouTube. You can watch episode of uh, Star Wars episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. It's the it's Revenge of the Sith, but all of the voice acting has been taken out and replaced with one to one voice acting based off of the English subtitles of the illegal Mandarin version. Well, the where, illegal Mandarin versions are always hilarious, uh, and it just it doesn't fall. If you watch, if that's the only way you watch Revenge of the Sith, you wouldn't know who Anakin Skywalker is. You would know who Gold is, but you wouldn't know who Anakin Skywalker <laughs> is. Like, uh, it, it's it's and and watching it, I was like, I we had the subtitles, and I'd like read them, and then I was like, oh okay, if I read this, I'm just going to get even more mad. So I just block them from my mind. Now in my mind, when I'm rewatching the movie in my head, there's just a black bar at the bottom of the damn screen. Yeah. Uh, also, one thing I should mention. Uh, while he's putting her in her cage, she uh, scratches him on the hand. Uh, I, I mentioned this because the scratch looks awful. It's oh. clearly <laughs> rendered above his hand. Uh, and uh, later on, he's showing his hand. Uh, Izo is showing his hand to Shahaya, who and she comments on it. Yep. She comments uh, saying, "Wow, that scratch looks like it's like above the rendering of your hand. You gonna be okay, bro?" Mm-hmm. Uh, see. Uh, eventually Chihaya, uh, Sonya is brought to Chihaya and they talk about absolutely nothing important. I mean, hey, they established the entire plot, but it, yeah. it feels so unimportant. Um, cause... Oh, and also, uh, Izo has a traumatic flashback to, uh, fighting in the, uh, Bakamatsu and being betrayed by his commander. Who cuts out one of his eyes. Yeah. And stabbed him in the back. Yeah. Both literally and figuratively. And, uh, yeah, this is where we find out that, uh, like, uh, the fr- uh, the forgetful whore, um, I mean, I thought that, that was her name in the subtitles. Um, it's something like exactly that. Uh, they don't call her, they don't call her Chihaya very often in the subtitles. They call her more in the actual dub. It's, it's like, it's like they, um... It's like it's not that she makes you forget all your troubles with that sweet, sweet. Um, I, 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 no, I she actually uh, says like I'm the forgetful one, which also just immediately was like we. The only thing we know about your character is that you're you're good at you know, you're you're good at fucking, and then you're like, but I'm actually the one who's the forgetful one, for I've forgotten everything, everything except that this hairpin is important. Yeah, she she uh, she does not have memories. Yeah, Her only memories are from being in the brothel. Yeah, which is. Terrifying, um, and I, I pine for her. But just, the forgetful whore just makes it not like, well, wasn't I supposed to do something? Uh, no, you already did it. Uh, I already paid you. Goodbye. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, and then she tells Sonia about like the land of the elves where the elves can be free, and I believe she also tells her Japanese a magic word. She, she tells her like a magic word or something like that. Yeah, like a word that's important to her that she—it's like the one thing she does remember. That was—that was—that was something from the movie. I was like, they're trying to go to Tirunanag of Japan, and apparently Tirunanag is in the north of Japan, which is the coldest part of Japan. So I'm like, damn, Tirunanag sucks. Uh, see, at that same time, uh, an army of uh, mainly comprised of orcs and dwarves, with a with a couple goblins here or there. You mean orcs and dwarf? 
There were more than one dwarf. <laughs> no, like he's just saying that they're all they're all white rock. <laughs> yeah, they're all three. Well, there were there were different hair colors. Is like there's a lot of reused assets in this movie. A lot. There's like a lot. Um, that that is the reason why we say uh, uh, Corey's character Wyrock, who is a red-haired dwarf, uh, appears like six times in the movie. Wyrock uh, also, it, to his to to his credit, I, I sort of made Dwarf McDwarfington when I was when I was thirteen years old. You got to give me a give me a break yeah. somewhere. You know, the fact I'm, that every dwarf looks like Wyrock is not a conspiracy. I assure you. Yes, but they all they were also like. You know, skull it a la Hulk Hogan. Pulled back. You don't John Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> all good. The, there's a lot of minor nuances of Wyrock that they got right, which, you know. Was unsettling. <laughs> it was very unsettling. I was like, hold on now. <laughs> Stop uh, it. So, uh, they attack the they attack the uh, brothel. Um, Izo, uh, you know, goes. Well, they didn't animate, by the way, any other. There's no other people Hold in the brothel, yeah. like at all. It's a brothel for one woman, and <laughs> that's gotta be stressful. Yeah, we never like, saw we never saw any other prostitutes or like, apparently, apparently Sonya was gonna be his second whore. <laughs> <laughs> this man bought a this man bought the brothel and only had one hoe. To to be fair. Who was the greatest victim? It was the brothel owner. Because I mean, he's just he trying was, to make a living. I mean, he was clearly bad at business. I mean, he actually does try to save uh, Sonya before he gets killed. He does make an effort to save her. Shit, I forgot he died. And, yep, when uh, the guys come through, they... Well, they, no, he, he tries to save Chihaya. Oh, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. and Chihaya goes back for Sonya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sorry. he goes back for Chihaya. I mean, he, he was trying to save them before he yeah, gets Yeah, I mean, Chihaya... Chih- well, he gets it wasn't cut- because he cared... Chihaya was his moneymaker. Hey, you know, saving a person is still saving a person. Like, like it doesn't, like it doesn't matter that one of the White Rocks like saw saw Sonya lay on the ground, just like, hey boss, I'm getting started early. <laughs> Dear diary, <laughs> Jack 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 That was like, also the thing I didn't like also, about it. Yeah, that is also not uh, too much of a stretch of what he actually says. He's like, oh boss, I'm gonna get started earlier. Or I was like, oh boss, I'm a I'm gonna go ahead and get this one right, like right now. And he like just gets on top of her, which like the building is on fire. Yeah, uh, I also the room did. is on fire. <laughs> I didn't need to see. I didn't need to see. And we didn't even talk about how bad the fire looks. Like, oh god! There's no reason to go into it any more than that. The fire looks bad. The, fi- the fire symbiote. So, <laughs> I know. I know that it said that it's trying to be a woodblock print. It, woodblock fire does have a very static look to it. If you look at woodblock prints that have like fire on it, it's very. Oh, I would love jagged. it if it was if it was static. This fire glooped. It glooped. Yeah. Like the fire was sentient, and it was a creature. I thought it was like a um, some form of like. Uh, uh, I mean, we're in a, or I mean, we're 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 in a fantasy setting that could have been a fire slime. Yeah. Fire slime. Yeah, which I think is something I just made up, but sounds terrifying. But, uh, I don't want to see that in the next Dragon Quest. But Raiden, no, Raiden was uh, was uh, the the big orc that was like with the boss of these guys, who was the who was like the only human, yeah. uh, of the oh. thugs. And we were told that this is his last job before he's able to go free. And uh, so Raiden immediately uh, locks horns with Izo. Uh, and uh, Sam Shampoo. And. They began the slowest fight of all time. But clearly the one that they put some of the most effort in. Yes. It 
It looked like to me. It looked like the ADR, not ADR. Um, the the mocap for Devil May Cry three, because they were really out in the open about how they did the mocap for it, and they did all the voice acting on the mocap stage. I didn't know if y'all knew that about Devil May Cry. Yeah. Um, Devil May Cry three and on. Um, and they would do the motions and stuff and they'd do it slow and they'd speed it up for the game. They would, yeah. then you would be doing, you know, that, dance, that's, dance that's also how you do would be, choreography in regular movies. That's how you do choreography in regular movies. But it literally, I, but I, they didn't speed this they up. They didn't speed it up at all. And so it's just like, two guys who don't want to hurt each other. Two yeah, guys it, that don't yeah, want to hurt each other. It also, it also doesn't, it's, it's slow and it, there's no sense of weight there's no sense of aggression. It look it visually looks like two people that don't want to hurt each other. Have you ever They're just going through the motion. Have you ever seen a side by side of uh, a Marvel movie and a Jackie Chan movie? The fight choreography for a Marvel movie is two people that don't want to hurt each other were doing a choreographed move and what they do is when they go to hit someone they never connect whatsoever with the person and they're they're several yards out. Yeah. Whenever they do a hit, it's more like pro wrestling than pro wrestling is. Um, whereas you watch a Jackie Chan film, you uh, what Jackie Chan's films do, uh, what he does is he'll actually he'll actually get close enough that he could connect. They cut and they'll zoom do another cut where they zoom in on where he hits the person where he has already connected with them, so that you get the your brain registers the weight of oh shit he hit that man. No, I watch, they never I watch, do that in this. I watch, I watch Donnie Yen movies where he actually just beats the shit out of oh, people. Oh, Donnie Yen just beats people, yeah. That, that's like I'll that's, give you an extra $200 if you let me just wail on your face for about 30 seconds. <laughs> there you go. I won't kill you. But Actual things he does. Yeah. Uh, I won't kill you, but your medical bills will. Yeah. I mean, to get to get throat punched by Donnie Yen is one of the highest honors in, uh, in uh, Hong Kong. Well, that's Kong's an honor home. a lot of people have gotten. Yeah. It's like getting throat shot by Ric Flair. Which is which is a terrible honor uh, that many people have gotten. Yep. Uh, see, so uh, eventually the fight ends, and they everyone scrambles up into the uh, the fucking room. Yeah, the, the fucking the room, Chahaya's room. <laughs> okay, the, the one room where you get to be with the hoe. I the 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 uh, and Chahaya dies. Chahaya dies. Yeah, she dies. gets killed. I don't remember why. She just had to die at that moment. She um, gets stabbed. I think I, I think she like cuts off half of the of the gang leader's hand. Um she does. Some, yeah. She does and uh, uh, that might be why he killed her. I can't if I don't remember if it's that or if it's that um uh she I think she steps in the, to save Sonia from a blow. And, yeah. Uh, I think that's actually what gets her uh, killed. Is, uh, Izo's running up there to check after uh Chihaya. And uh, Raiden is just along for the ride. Uh, so he tells Raiden to kill uh, to kill the the girl, and then the boss just kind of fucks off because his hands cut. And then uh, Raiden looks down at the girl and is just like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." And then the next thing you know, all three of them, uh, Izo, Raiden, and uh, Sonia, are. Outside, like way outside away of from the, the town. city. Yeah, the, it's it's the middle of the day. It was night when the attack happened. It's like a hard and uh, Raiden, who had to carry uh, Sonia out of the room because she was like too like worried over Chahaya. Raiden is tied to a tree. 
He's not kidding, folks. That's literally and something that we happened. don't know how any of that happened. Uh, I was actually working on some um, Warhammer models at the time, and I, I sat there and I looked up and I went, "Oh shit, they're about to get out of the building." I, I put like an arm on something and I looked back up, and then they were—he was tied to the tree. And I went, "What the fuck happened?" Like they—they um, they make like a makeshift little stone grave. Yep. Um, for Chahaya. And then they look over to Raiden, who is tied to the tree, and he's just like, I've had enough of this! And he breaks out of the constraints, which he had to have willingly let them tie him to the tree. Cause, I'm, 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 assuming that was, I'm assuming that's just Raiden's kink. Uh, that, that's what we said when we watched it. Was like That's how it had to be. Because he wasn't like tied up and then tied to the tree. Like He was base, just tied to the tree. Yeah. Uh, tied him to the tree. So he, he I, I don't breaks want the to. Ropes. You must. He breaks the ropes, grabs a rock, and then breaks one of his tusks, uh, one of his long fangs, which we know from uh, the original Bright, that's a big fucking deal in orc culture, apparently which even they, then. The trope they were going for was uh, the, sam- the, yeah, the samurai cutting the top knot. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work with the, with the tusks because... All right, so does that mean that an orc can only make, at most, two great promises in his life? <laughs> they got to be real, real great promises. You got to be real fucking committed. Um, um, and, like, and it, it was done to make you think of the orc from Bright. Yeah. Yeah. Who had, who, but he had his tusks removed. Yes. By the way, at this point in time, I'm still not certain who the main character of the fucking movie is, and I'm also still not certain. I thought it was who, Ryden. I I thought it was Ryan for most of the movie. Like Ryan is very obviously the heart of the movie. For after about that scene is when Ryan pretty much starts to take that mantle, and but the whole movie I was like, okay, so like, are they gonna do like a hard cut and then Jimmy Joe uh, be banging is gonna be the new hero? Like I I had no idea, and everyone that joins up with Izo, it just kind of happens, and you're like. Izo is he's 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 the token human. Yeah. That you kind of feel that you have to have on some level, even though I mean it's an animated fantasy movie. You can have whatever you it want. It could have been a orc and a dwarf. Yeah. Uh, the 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 orc, orc would have been different. The orc is the only one in the movie who is saying we need to do this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like uh, uh, Sonia offers up uh, Chihaya's uh, hairpin. Because it's the only thing she owns as payment for them to take her to the uh, to the land the of the elves, and uh, and they accept, and uh, to be her or her bodyguards to get her there. Well, they will find the samurai who, who smells of sunflowers. Yeah, and uh, we proceed to watch them like go through a small village where at one point you see them exchanging money, but like you can see that like their like Izo's hand is way above the merchant's hand. And his hand opens, and nothing falls into the other guy's hand, but he closes his hand. They didn't want to animate a fucking speck to fall between the two of them. <laughs> nothing happens. Uh, like it's like that magic trick where you where you learn how to throw a quarter between the two hands, and then you stop throwing the quarter, and you just make the sound with your hand to fuck with people. I don't know if anybody knows like sleight of hand, but like that is a, a, a trick you yeah, can do. Yeah, that, that is a trick. It's a very I'm, basic trick. I, and, hey, uh, you shut your whore mouth. It's a very basic trick. Hey, you shut I your learned whore how mouth. to do it when I was 11. Hey, 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 you shut your mouth. Some people can't do these basic hey, basic hey, tricks I, because... I, 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 ladies, you're both pretty. 
It can be a basic trick and and still require a lot of time manual, and effort to learn. Manual dexterity is also a requirement. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes no matter what you do in order to join the Brotherhood of Magicians, you can't do the basic quarter tricks because basic quarter tricks were made for uh, uh, little uh, cabbage cabbage hand people uh, <laughs> who who lived in uh, uh, tents all day. All right, there's no need to like down down talk. Coin Magic. Coin Magic is actually some of my favorite stage magic. You shut your whore mouth. I do. Uh, <laughs> coin, magic, coin Magic is pretty cool if it's yeah. done. If it's done well. Because like, up, up close, up close magic in general. Uh, up, up close magic in general can be really cool if you yeah. pull it off. Yeah. Well. Also, just because you don't see coins as often, everybody uses cards. Yeah. Um. Coin Coin Magic. It's well. Yeah, that's that's for another uh, podcast where I talk about how street magic has ruined uh, um, the art of magic in general and turned it into. Um, Something that's street magic saved. Street magic saved magic and uh, uh, big box uh, sets on stages. Uh, that's what ruined magic. Um, and, uh, and Corey can shut his whore mouth. And, but anyway, so uh, as Corey is shutting his whore mouth, we move the plot forward. <laughs> hey, I'd just like to say, when's the last time you saw David Blaine do anything? All right, thank you. So um, uh, counter argument: Magic is for humans is, is like on its third season on Netflix. So, oh, I thought you were—I thought you were trying to make some comment that David Blaine isn't human, so magic isn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> Can you prove that he is? Have you tasted his blood? I wouldn't know what human blood tasted like. Oh, you have a sad life. All right, so, um, uh, so this is where the the movie starts getting kind of blurry for me because it's a lot of just like. Cuts to the... It's like they go to a town where they spend a night and we deal with Raiden having a tough time letting... Of, he's the only he's the only one of the three who can people at all, and but people don't like dealing with an orc. Yeah. So he, fi- he finally finds one guy who's willing to let them sleep in his barn where uh, Raiden and Izu have some manner of dialogue between them. I think, I think Raiden like offers... A, in my mind, I can see Raiden offering Izo a a a an dr- a, a, well, no a, a a drink, some form of alcohol. But considering he had spent the previous night tied to a tree, I don't know where he was hiding it. <laughs> um, so that, they often they often literally literally pull um, objects and things like that out of their ass. They don't have packs or anything like that. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they'll have rope or something like that. Like that. like the rope they used to tie riding. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, literally had to have been up somebody's ass, and that's a motherfucker. Like that is not the handkerchief trick you want to see somebody do. There's uh, a rope out the ass. I mean, that, that may have been part of Sonya's training. Historically, there. Oh my god. <laughs> historically, for the garbs that they were wearing, uh, there are pockets that are in the sleeves of a lot of those style um, yukata and such. And, they're and all, they often had 50-foot 50, uh, 50 silken ropes. Oh, no, no, no. That, 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 that's the thing. It's The stuff they pull out makes no sense for what they could have in there. And then I mean, that's it's about as plausible as the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons of the of the, of the uh, Harlem Globetrotters, oh. where one of them's superpower was, I can pull things from my fro that basically make me a Green Lantern. <laughs> or Presto from Dungeons & Dragons. Him too, um, but um, the way that they're animated and just how closed everything looks, like how it looks like they look like miniatures that have been glued together, so that whenever they do move one of their garments, they kind of move a little bit, but not like they're actually catching any wind or oh, anything. Yeah, like, 
You've got uh, the don't, there was no attention to fabric dynamics paid at all. So I don't. I actually been comment on that when like uh, the bar owner was leaving, like he pulls out like a, a a drape, and it is not drape over shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a piece of tin foil that was just like got pulled back. Um, so but, uh, the next day as they're walking, they get attacked by gang leader, and uh, well, Raiden actually is like. I know that we're being followed, and then they go off like into like the grass. Now, I need um, you. I need you to do something for me. Yes. Uh, uh, Raiden is the Japanese word for thunder and lightning. Raiden yeah. is the god of thunder and lightning from Outworld. Yes. I need you to make sure that you do not confuse that character with our good dear Lord and Savior Raiden, who is yeah. also um, a Highlander. So I, I need you to be careful Raiden. saying his name. I mean, I mean, honestly, the whole time that I've been saying Raiden, I've been thinking of uh, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, no, no, uh, no. Too. Raiden, Raiden is uh, an operative uh, for the. Uh, they call him Raiden and Raiden interchangeably. Yeah, it's interchangeable throughout the movie. No, no, no. Ra- Ra- no, oh, I, oh, I'm talking about. I'm talking about in Metal Gear Solid. They call him Raiden and Raiden interchangeably. No. Oh. If Snake will call him Raiden, uh, the Colonel will call him Raiden. <laughs> the Colonel says Raiden, but yeah, the, the Colonel's also from the 1942. You got to give him some credit with credits. And then, and then Rose will just call him Jack. Well, yeah, that's because she's she knows his real name and can't seem to remember his fucking code name to save her damn life. Um, it's a secure channel. It's fine until it's not a secure channel. Then it's not fine. Yeah. So that anyway, this is not a big assault. He takes them out into uh, into the grass and uh, and then they get attacked and like Raiden at one point jumps out and like tells Izo like turns like his back like to the camera and tells Izo like. Uh, you got to be more careful. And at that exact moment, a bolt uh, flies between the two of them, and I would have paid money. I would have I would have bought everyone there their own Netflix subscription. So no one was using their own Netflix subscription. Like he was using somebody else's. If, um, as he said, we got to be careful. Uh, he got shot in the neck with the fucking bolt that, that he had turned his back on because when they turn and look, there are three motherfuckers with crossbows firing at them. And it was very samurai gun. And he knew they were there, which is why he ran out and was like, you got to be careful, but he turned his back to them. These, it's, it's these a, men did not sneak up on... These men spawned in. Yes, yes, that is the other thing. Like, because they're in an open field with that has like two trees, and all of the men just kind of come out from behind the trees. Even though the party is using the trees to block the arrows, so they're running around the trees. It's sort of a scene reminiscent of that scene from the underground comedy movie where they do the RoboCop scene, but it, instead of dudes with the junk hanging out, it's just like. Dudes popping out of uh, out of nowhere, and you're just like, how the? Fuck and there's a lot of them. There's a like, lot. Of them. Like 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 every time you think like, okay, there can't be that many more. Like they've almost taken care of everyone. Like the camera will pan out for like half a second to show you, oh, well, you've only seen three guys this entire time. There are eighteen here. There are like forty dudes like <laughs> out they, in the long grass. Like with four more dudes, they could have taken Helms Deep. <laughs> Like, it legitimately might have been just like a, every time you kill a Wyrock, two more are born. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they're being led by the gang leader from the brothel who has changed rock. his character design. At the brothel, he had like, he was wearing samurai armor and this like red head, headdress. Um, and he has since changed out his, his uh, style for 
possessing every gun existing in Japan at the time. Yes. One of the only characters who does get an alternate character model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets yeah, three. Yes. Yeah, he does. And and, and what, what uh, what's her face? Sonya, this character Sonya that we Blade. can't name. Sonya Blade. You know, I just realized there's two pu- fucking characters in this movie with fucking uh, Mortal Kombat names. Yeah. Uh, Sonya Blade. It's not a question. Stay, stays in the same fucking. Um, um, Izo Izo is his last name. His first name was Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! But yeah, she stays in the same uh, uh, best little whorehouse in Texas outfit for like the entire. Uh, or yeah. best, best little whorehouse in Shinjuku uh, outfit for the entire fucking movie. Like, no, she she changes. She does. Yeah. Oh, yes, we'll get to her changing. Oh yeah, that's because right. whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. But, uh, oh, she also has hair, 100%. Her hair is Jared, the, um, the fucking Goblin King, uh, from fucking, uh, Lapis. Oh, okay. 100%. All right. I keep forgetting the Goblin King's name is Jared. Jared yeah. It's I, not Jared, it's Jareth. Oh, Jareth. J-A-R-E-T-H. Yeah. You're interchangeable. The two, the two Jareths who, who... Occupy the front parts of my brain that I can call on immediately are either Jared on the podcast or Jared from Subway. I was like, "Tell me, oh, no, she, there was no one here with Jared hair. Jared <laughs> wasn't in that movie." <laughs> no, yeah, she does look like the Goblin King. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, she, like, I, I get. I don't that, even like, want to think about how Jared would be in the Bright Universe. Like, I get that. I was a whore. If I were, if no, I were a younger teen, stays children. Like if I were a younger teen, I would be like, "Ooh, elf girl, kind of hot," and she, you know, she like sixteen or whatever. Like, I'd be like, if I were sixteen and watching this, I would be like, "Goblin King, Goblin King, take this child away from me!" Like, there's no, no arousal whatsoever from this character. I, th- I don't think she's intended to be in any way. They uh, do a real good job of making sure, because you see her. Well, the thing is. There's so many characters. She is, she's obviously drawn as a child. But there's so many characters in the show, uh, the, in the movie, that are like, mm, I'm going to get my way with this girl. And you're like, why? Yeah. Like, the whole time I'm like, why? She's like well, a new one. Well, one, because elf. One, elf. I mean, that's like that's like fucking a rare Pokemon. Deedlet's like 14, and she can get it. I like, had more points than just elf. Oh, okay. Uh, two... Uh, you know, historically, child prostitution is fairly common. It, it is. Uh, and three, especially in Japan, uh, there was the well-known practice of amongst the nobility and the samurai of having sex with young boys. Yes. And so she does fill that role, too, um, which is kind of gross. Okay, which is, God, God damn it, why did you bring this up? Because the next thing that happens in the movie is, is they give the girl up to um, uh, gunman, uh, the gunman, and then no, they she gets jump. Ta- she gets. I she's taken. That technically yes. They because they because uh, they, they fall off they, a cliff. They jump off a cliff. They fall off a cliff. They fall with style. They fall with style. Um, and they wash up uh, under the mountain with uh, with the centaur. Yeah. But she gets taken by the uh, by the guy to the commander who is like the one pulling the strings all here, um, and then he drugs her, so she gets roofied, and then she passes out. And then a goblin comes in, very much like. <laughs> and then the next thing you I see, I hate it when the struggle. And the next thing you see, she is in a like Shirley Temple, like she, she looks like it's like Alice in Wonderland's dress. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
it, it's 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 just unsettling. Like more so like, than she, like, she did not dress herself in that. Yeah, no, like, no. They it, they clearly drugged her to change her outfit. Yeah, it's but it's one of those things that the movie goes. She doesn't have much going for her in the movie, and the only things I can remember is oh yeah, she gets taken advantage of a lot in that movie. Um, oh shit, Rain got shot in that fight. I forgot. Yeah, he got shot. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I, think, I, think, I think that's why they why they fell off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, that that's is. why they fell off the cliff because he because uh, he's, <laughs> uh, he's uh, dummy thick and uh, he fell onto Izo. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what happened. Yep. Uh, but they they wash up to meet a centaur because. That's right. the one thing everyone was like. There's, there, there was a centaur in the original Bright, and they were like, "We're gonna put a centaur no, for we, a couple more minutes." We we were talking about the centaur because we there was no respecting this movie as we were watching it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We were commenting about the pre about Bright. We we had basically we had basically scoped out the one uh, plot twist uh, at, before it happened, and yeah, we mentioned that. Oh yeah, there's like all manner of fan creatures. There's centaurs in this universe, and then centaur shows up. Yeah, and uh, and he is the scholarly uh, sage living under the mountain that offers no real advice. Honestly, like he he talks a lot and doesn't say anything. Yeah, um, and then they're just like, all right, cool, peace. I think- and there was a brief moment where I was like, old man centaur joins them. I want to see Old Man Centaur join them and maybe actually do something because choreographing a centaur means they are forced to do something interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then the centaur was just like, Bye-bye! And he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> just fades into the background. I think the Kangers never mentioned him again. I don't think they remembered he was in the movie after that. I think, I think the centaur may have been the one to bring up what Bright's were. Yeah, he, the the one to tell he get, them. he gives them the information that we already knew, which is why I'm saying like, he doesn't really say anything. Yeah. Um. Then they walk off and they meet um Chiaya's sister. Yeah. Who uh, is not? Who is not a prostitute? No, she is just. Uh, she's she, the woman she's I mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's she's the, she is. Uh, she's the ninja that uh, had the the dress in the big final fight. Even though we know that she can be a fucking ninja, I, she decided to wear a big fucking dress. For I it. really, I really feel like. They were like, let's make this Bright movie, but let's make it, like, spirited away. And then, like, Netflix was like, no! No, you put a ninja in there! No, they have to fight! No, they're like, but we can no, do, like, I something understand. Beautiful. I call her a ninja. She doesn't do ninja shit. No. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, she, she, technically, being a spy is doing ninja shit, but that's well, for a different podcast. But, uh, anyway, we, this is she's the one that basically says that Shihaya... Um, was on like a uh, some type of crazy mission during the Bakamatsu, and she hasn't seen him. And they're fucking identical twins, um, which uh, led us to a great moment of uh, Pete, uh, the identical twin friend that we have, uh, claiming that identical twin uh, plot twists are bullshit. <laughs> um, like that was one of my favorite things about the movie, and it didn't fucking happen in the movie. What happened? Um, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, basically, she she reveals that like like she thinks that that her sister was a bright and blah blah blah. It's she honestly knows more than she should for for not actually having been there. Yeah. Um. Because you actually see Chiaya had a full fucking ninja outfit. She was a Kunoichi. Yeah. And uh, and then the general gets out and oh uh, also, from also, his carriage. Also, one thing I've, I I should mention they they mention that whatever organization. 
uh, Chahaya was part of. Uh, I don't want to call them by their fucking stupid names. I'm not calling it yeah. by its name because I don't remember it. Uh, but they were trying. They were trying to. They wanted to take the wand because use of the wand could awaken the Dark Lord, who is a figure who has been talked about in both movies that we know absolutely nothing about. Nothing at all. Um, we know that the orcs kind of seem to want him. Yeah, the orcs seem the orcs seem to work for him uh, back when he was around. Yeah. I'd like to get something off my chest. I apologize. That you're the Dark Lord? No. Uh, Deedlet's like 400 years old. So she can still get it because she's not like 13. I was like, I was like. Yeah, Parn may have been 14. I think Parn was 14, which makes Deedlet. You mean, you mean. Yeah, we're talking. We're, we're, these names are coming from Record of Lotus Ward. Yes. Uh, the greatest which anime is an anime that no one on no one listening to this is old enough to know about. And, uh, and and no one in this room likes. So uh, no one. <laughs> Someone will be listening to this that doesn't like it. So it was like, sir, I remember re- I remember renting Record of Lotus War from Blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> Describe <fucking> your age <laughs> in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I remember renting Record of Lotus War from Blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, honey, the war's over. <laughs> We're going to strike and blow us all from the blockbuster. Oh. <laughs> I can just hear the the uh, the reel starting. <laughs> so sorry, anyway. I was eating me up and I had to get that out because I was like, "No, I'm not a sexual deviant." Hold on, hold on. But yeah, <laughs> that's fine. So, anyway, the general, like, just happens to roll up on his wagon as they're all meeting up in the street. Hops out, and Izo's like, what the fuck? And they fight for, like, 13 seconds before he's just too overwhelmed. So, uh, Chihaya's sister is just like, well, these hands are ready to eat for every boy. And she just starts going at him. And the general just, like, is sitting there, like, blocking all of her shit. And then there's this... Beautiful shot of the the two fighters are in the foreground and Izo's in the background, literally slack jawed as the commander just reels back and slaps this woman right across the face, and Izo has no reaction to it at all. Like no, there was not a like chivalrous like, hey, you don't slap a woman like that. He's just like, huh? Like it is the perfect expression of what? <laughs> Like, while this is going on. It's, until it's, he finally just slaps her to the ground. And it's just like, all right, I'm getting in my buggy and leaving. And it just takes off. Yeah, I, I think he turns to Ezo and says, you should work for me. Why do you think about that? I'm off. You should work for me so I don't hit you like I just did that bitch. <laughs> so then, oh, there. Sure. The last time the last time Ezo saw this man was when he was stabbing him. Yeah. So then uh, they get in a, another carriage. I think they just steal. And then they, then this is when it starts to shift in the evening, and the, and the rain starts to fall. And this is when like, um, uh, the commander gets off, uh, gets out of his carriage, gets into the boat, and the boat is like immediately oh. trying to take off. Like, like I they got to remember the going. carriage. I don't remember the carriage. I'm literally, I have a Castoga wagon in my head. <laughs> no, that they've all got. They st- they stole the boat. Well, no, no I steal the boat no, too. The the, the, no, the, com- no, the commander, he had his own boat. But I'll, well, I'm getting to what happened with the boat because no. I remember very specifically what happened right here. Oh, okay. um, I can't wait for the boat. So what happened was is like so the 
the guy who uh, is on the dock looks over and he sees them in their stolen carriage and apparently just knows what they look like or knows something about them because he sees them and he goes, uh, everyone, uh, uh, go, set, sail. Because <laughs> that's the voice actor I was talking about. <laughs> yep. And then you see them as they're pulling up and there is a, a boat on the dock that is leaving and then the next thing you see, they are in a boat in pursuit of the other boat. And, and, now, we, and there is no explanation for how any of any of this happened. And now what follows is the best 20 minutes of the movie. Um, well, uh, as soon as like they get within you know, foot, like two football field distance away. Within, within cannon range. Yeah. Raiden is like, all right, you ready? And then he hands... Uh, Izo, his uh, man catcher, grabs him and, act, and for the first time, it looks like something has weight. He, like he's like clearly building up. Like his musculature is right, his posture is right, and he like grabs and spins and he throws um, Izo uh, in what would would have been a beautiful moment if they didn't decide to animate it like it was a fucking like womp rat shooting across the screen <laughs> and Izo was just like. <laughs> I, want you, I want you to imagine I want you to imagine it's just like one frame that they just move across the entire screen as fast as they can I want you to imagine the irresistible force meeting the immovable object I want you to imagine Hulk Hogan Wrestlemania uh, Madison Square Garden picking up Andre the Giant and body slamming him but I want you to imagine him doing that with like um, y- uh, uh, Yoshihiko the wrestling doll like, something that has no yeah, weight. The, the, the blow and just like, and like throwing out his back and everything. Because that's what it looked like. Like, he he does all this build-up. I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then he chucks him like he's a bag of trash. And I'm like, bro, you didn't even need to, like, lift or anything. Like, you could, like, he almost Mark Henry'd that guy. Um, like, it, because, like, I'm sorry. Uh... The orcs in this in in this in the right universe are like ridiculously strong, like like superhero comic yeah. strong, until in, in when the writing needs them to be. Yes, and then they're not, and the, and then uh, and then they forget it. And so Izo is then like rocking heat as he's like cutting through a couple of guys. It's like and he turns, he's dual wielding the katana and the man catcher, which is pretty cool for like about three or four seconds, and then he turns back and looks. And uh, Raiden is climbing over the edge of the ship. I do not know if this means he jumped. I do not know if this means if he swam, <laughs> because nothing would, neither one of those would require him to be close, like uh, to be climbing over the edge of the ship in the way that he is. Like two football fields away. Like, yeah, like, and he is there immediately behind him. Um, I I said that he just walked on the water like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like, that was that's why I was like, why are you even questioning? I mean, at that at that point, if he's that. If we're if he's that strong and we're going that Looney Tunes with it, then he should have been like the like fucking Gen, uh, General Tao from Dragon Ball and thrown Izo and, and then, then jumped up and, and rode landed him. on Izo and rode him across the sky. <laughs> I mean, he was that close behind him anyway. It is like just a couple of seconds, and then he just climbs over the lip, and then they fight, and uh, and then then it gets ridiculous. Everything else I said was not the ridiculous. Uh, they fight some goons. Uh, Izu is running through the ship to to try and get to uh, Sonya. Sonya. Uh, 
gang leader shows up, except he has replaced his his, his severed hand with octopus tentacles. Which is Multiple. where I get the Umi Bozu, Bozu thing. Uh, where did this where did this octopus hand technology go or come from for that matter? Cotton Eye Joe. It's about the only thing that I was like, oh hey, it's like a woodblock print. It is literally the only time in the movie that I go, oh, it's like a woodblock print. He's got the tentacles coming out, the water's crashing, the 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 ship's listing, all of this motion and everything. I'm like, oh shit, they did it. They finally fucking did it. And then it's gone. Like after about like a millisecond, like, it's if, just gone. If, if we're if we're splicing like this in the fucking Meiji era, how are there not like just beast people walking around by the time of break? Yeah. Like at that and by the time of bright, you don't know what the fuck a human even is anymore. <laughs> um so Raiden and him fight and uh like he he shoots Raiden in the side of the face, taking off an entire chunk of the side of his face. Raiden he cuts off he cuts at, off Raiden's leg. He, oh he I'm off? sorry, he does not, sir. Uh I rewatched this scene because I was like, did he cut off his leg? No, he did not cut off his leg. I'm sorry. He put two rifles to his leg and he blew that motherfucker off. Yeah. Jesus. He blew that motherfucker yeah, off. Right, like, right, Ryan, Ryan dies Ryan, in this scene. Hold on. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. So Ryan then catches this motherfucker upside the head with the man catcher, detonates his head. His head explodes scanner style. It is gone. And then one of the tentacles raises up with a pistol. Puts it to the uh, puts directly the in front of Raiden's forehead, and you see the uh, bullet blow out the back of his head. Uh, Full exit wound, brain explosion style. I, I remember, I remember because I was like, "Oh shit, they're about to kill this orc." He fucking put it and in work. W- there's a reason that we describe Raiden's death so viscerally. We'll get to it in a moment. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I was like, I thought Raiden was the because I actively at this point said I thought Raiden was the main character. Like <laughs> this was the one one part where like all three of us on the couch had a visceral reaction. Holy shit, Ryan died! <laughs> like and and and, and it's like he's the only kind of likable character. In the he movie. really is. He's the only thing I really remember from from the movie. And the the reason that it just hits you like a Mack truck when it happens is because you're like, oh shit, this guy's about to go down. He's lost both his legs. Oh, but he brained that guy, bitching. Tentacle comes up. It's like the movie's like fucking with you. Like, oh, you thought you were gonna have something from this, and it's like, bro, how does this even happen? And then you're like, oh yeah, octopuses have small uh, brains inside of their tentacles, so their tentacles can continue to do stuff. Also, fuck you, movie. Um, so then we cut over to Izo having his final fight with the commander. Um, which looks cool for about uh, about ten seconds, which is uh, deflated by that previous scene. as uh, as Chihaya's uh, twin and uh, and her manservant, I guess, like also climb over the lip of the boat, and uh, once again, I don't know if they jumped as well, and she like floated over Princess Peach style until she caught onto the edge, and that's why she's not wet. But it's also fucking raining, goddamn this whole movie, and uh, and then then. Because he'd already lost one eye to this commander, the commander just very flippantly sees that that, that uh, he has an audience and cuts out his other eye. Um, and that. then and then Izo begins to flail around like a like dr- a blind like a, man, like a yeah, like a like like someone in the dark. As the commander just kind of steps around him, very pleased with himself, and then he 
just rapid slashes up uh, Izo's chest. Izo falls to the ground. He was like, you know, last time I did this, I, sh- I-, I should have t- t- taken better care to make sure that you die. So he goes to the base of his neck and just sticks the sword deep down in there and gushers blood out of Izo. And at that point, I was just like, man, this movie really does not give a fuck at all about what has <laughs> happened any longer. Um well, and the two the two characters that you've been with like uh, so, so, Sonya sees gone. this and freaks right the hell out. Um, and, and the the uh, hairpin that like Shahia's hairpin that she's been holding the whole she's been holding the movie. She got it off of uh, Izo. Yeah. Um, she she runs and grabs it from him. Yeah. Um, and, and it explodes, <laughs> revealing that it has actually been a casing for the wand this whole time. And uh, and then promptly the commander shit his pants. Yeah, um, he was already wearing brown pants. It you don't you can't you see it. Yeah. but trust me, he shit his pants. Uh, a bunch of CGI hexagons appear again. <laughs> um, oh, Ashamar from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. And Gundam. then uh, she vaporizes. She the says the commander. one word that she knows. Yeah, in in magic language. And it and it turns out that one word was vaporized motherfucker. Yeah, uh, the best the best part about it though, because like that whole scene, you're just kind of like deflated from all of the it just unceremonious character death that you're just like, huh. And then when she gets the wand and vaporizes the guy, it's not that you're like, yeah, you're more like, oh, <laughs> it's just like we all gave like an audible, oh. And Not in, like, happiness, but just like, oh, fuck, she could have done that earlier. <laughs> and Izo then sits up, and it turns out he's okay. Even though, like, the the gash for his eye <laughs> is still visibly there, but his eye is now fine. And the three gashes he got across his chest are completely gone. So I don't know how the fuck this works about how her healing magic works. And then the next thing you see, they immediately cut... To being this, on the dock this is, this is the days part, later. This is the part where I said, the writer said, I am done. <laughs> so it says three days later, and you can hear Sonia complaining about being put on a boat to being sent somewhere. And she's just throwing a hissy fit about it as like the camera is kind of like showing this big dock. Um, it is one of the ugliest shots in the movie. Um, this is where everything completely fell 2D flat. They looked like paper cutouts moving, like scooching across a, uh, the dirt. But the next thing you see is the back of Raiden's head, and you can see the scar from the exit wound. <laughs> and I went, he lived? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> fuck you, movie. Fuck you. I proceeded to just say fuck you, movie, for like, I don't know, a minute something. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was a good <laughs> yeah. time. I got mad. I got good. actually mad at the movie. <laughs> For bringing him back to life by sh- uh, by not showing it on the boat, but by showing the exit wound where the gun had blown his fucking brains out. I just love the because that's literally the the intensity. He lived. Fuck you, movie. He was he was going ham on this fucking movie at, at that point. I was just like, hey, hey, hey. Jared didn't know movie stupid. Which like that raises so many questions. Did she did she intentionally heal him? Was it also extra splash over magic? And if so, did she know he was dead? Not apparently. 
Now, did, did it heal all the other people on the boat who had recently died? It, it would. The scene would have been. Is better. Octopus Man back? <laughs> Man, what a way to wake up! They both just come back to life. Uh, I don't even know how he got his leg back. I don't know if they just if, they, if he grew a new one or what? the pieces of the old one because it flew out into the ocean. Yeah, it, it would have. The, the scene would have been better if. Uh, um, Izo, you see Izo from behind and he's watching the ship go, go fast. And then Raiden's arm comes around him, but he's got no head. <laughs> and it would have we would have at least been like, he didn't die, but he ain't got a head. Um, so, I mean, to be fair, this happened in Bright. Uh, in Bright, when the orcs capture, uh, Jacoby, and then they, like, shotgun him down a well... Uh, and then, like, that's when the girl in that movie, like, picks it up. But, like, that happens so quickly after he's killed. Like, it doesn't feel like he's been dead. Like, yeah. Rain had been dead for, like, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he was dead for the length of a sword fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and her hissy fit. So, it had been a minute for him to just <laughs> pop back up. <laughs> With like a bullet, like a clear exit, like a bullet wound on his, uh, between his eyes and then on the back of his head. Like, it, How does he explain that to people? Like, it really, it really should have been. You see, Iza from behind. Well, no, he just puts, he just puts some, te- some uh, a band aid back there. Right, <laughs> a la Marcellus Wallace. Raiden puts his arm around Izo. Harambe puts his arm around Raiden. <laughs> Mister Rogers puts his hand around Izo, and they all because like, it, it was they one just of those spin until they fly off. It was, just, it was just one of those like, see, you got the ending you wanted. It, it, it was so like, the, well, we're not done yet. So yeah. uh, Sonya gets on the boat like, and leaves. Na- now, now the movie has to be pretentious towards us. Yes. yes. Sonya gets on the boat and she leaves. And then Izo um, checks and sees that she has snuck a little pouch onto him. He opens the pouch and the, the fucking wand in the hairpin clip again. The hairpin clip that exploded. Exploded. It completely fucking exploded into nothingness. And, uh, and he looks at it. And then chucks that bitch into the ocean. Like the the Ryden uh, looks at the hairpin and comments, "You know, you could you could do a lot with that with that wand." Uh, Izo responds, "Yeah, but humans should solve problems their own way, and I think orcs should too." And he throws it into the ocean. Oh, he already thrown it in the ocean, but yeah. uh, but then uh, instead, it's it's Ryden goes, "You know, that is what orcs do." And then they walk off together, and once again, just the ugliest, it looks like two prints being scooted across the ground, no perception. And if this, if you hadn't noticed the reuses of assets, you get the same two guys with carts constantly walking back and forth like between each other. Yeah. The naked men and the non-naked men who are pulling carts. Oh yeah, the cart dude. The- <laughs> We didn't even talk about when they stole the wagon. I was like, is that too naked? Because <laughs> you see you see the guy. He's probably got like a Uwashi, I think is what he it's does. called. Yeah. The, fucking, yeah, he does. the fucking sumo wrestler thing on. But you see him from the back of a cart. So the cart's imposed over his crotch. And so he just looks he, naked. He, he just, just looks, looks naked. naked. And I was like, damn, they just got naked. <laughs> and it's the same guy. And they just Which, use him multiple I don't know times. What, I don't know what societal norms are in a world with orcs and goblins. <laughs> You just got a greased up naked guy running around. Well, sir, I'll take you down there for fun. Two I, I was like, what is he picking up? What is he delivering? <laughs> he delivers for the brothel. <laughs> he gets you ready. But that's where they, credits roll. 
Yeah. And, and the, the thing is about that credit roll, it is because it's, it's actually one of those where it's like it, the movie takes takes too much. It just takes too much. And it, it thinks it's one of those movies where it's like, I, I know you don't want the movie to be over, but we've got to roll the credits. So we'll fade uh, a little bit and we'll have the credits over, superimposed, but you can still watch some of the movie while the credits go. Yeah. And, and, and you can still be in this world for just a smidge longer. And it doesn't deserve it. It didn't deserve it. It could have gone straight to black. I was I was terrified there was going to be a mid-credit scene. Oh my god! Because I, because of how they were doing the credits, I thought there was gonna be a mid credit scene with, with Will Smith saying, "We gotta go to Japan." <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go to Japan. Oh fuck! So that was bright. That was bright. Samurai bright. Soul. Samurai Soul. So so now we all have that experience in the bright pile. I don't <laughs> know how you guys are though. gonna handle it, but uh. So but our, our conveyor felt our conveyor belt is clear. Yes. So Jared, what do you think about the movie? Fuck that movie. Uh, like fuck that movie. Although the 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 hard thing is 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 it's so bad. It's so fucking bad that it's ki- like it's kind of watchable. Like I I've 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 said I've said this as 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 both to both of you off mics. Bright is Bright Samurai Soul is the type of bad movie that we don't really get much anymore. Yeah. Especially uh, with like the name yeah. and the studios behind it. Yeah. I uh, I my problem with with Bright Samurai Soul is it's it's not one of those that's so bad I want to watch it again. To me, cuz it's not like uh, Oh, I would show it to somebody. It's not yeah. like uh, hey, a talking cat or bird demic. It's, like, it's, it's like I can I can see a a a future in about ten maybe ten years where John Tron, now a cyborg hippo, um, <laughs> does a like two hour review where he tears into every part of Bright Samurai Soul. Is this just when like the the Five Nights at Freddy's animatronics? Take over and eat us all, and then we become the animatronics. Or no, no, yeah, John, not you. You're not important enough. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's the only only the parts of our culture that must be preserved. Yeah, John, John, like Trump, like like maybe. YouTubers with over a million subscribers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but so him, uh, nostalgia critic, angry nerd, all of Team Four Star. It's it's one of those. I think it would. Yeah, I think people it's who one would of those. be heads in Futurama. Uh. Brought to you by Charleston Chew. Um, <laughs> to me, it's it it is definitely one of those that I think that a YouTuber can get a lot out of it. But I don't see. I it, mean, we got a lot of it. I oh yeah, I mean it gives you content, but I don't see it being something that I'm going to go. Hey guys, you want to come over and drink some drinks and watch Bright uh, Samurai uh, Samurai Soul? I don't want to experience that movie again. He's experienced, uh, Jared's experienced that movie too many times now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I need to watch Bright again so I can appreciate Bright because of how bad that movie was. But I I want to watch Birdemic. I'll watch Birdemic sober. Like, it's one of of those things I don't, it, it makes me sad that it's bad. Not, it doesn't make me go, Man, these people had a dream, and they tried their best, and they made garbage. But fuck, you can tell they put some heart into it. Or Neil Breen, 
he had his dream and his vision and no one told him no. And by God, that man's still going. But uh, it, it's it's not something that I want to watch again. So I can't recommend it. Uh, but other than that, yeah, four or five stars. So it's pretty good. 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, Pat, what do you think? I I've I've been I've been I've had the the IMDb and the Wikipedia uh I, I've uh, pages opened up to uh, Bright Samurai Soul just so we would know uh what we were talking about because it's been like a week um and uh I accidentally clicked on like to look at what the other reviews were like the user reviews the people not not the critics. Um, oh, don't you. Some of these make me lose my mind. I'm not going to read the, I'm not going to read the review. I'm just going to read the, te- the, 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 the first part. There is a 10 out of 10 review for this movie. What? what? Someone's saying, I enjoy it. I will read it to you after we conclude this episode. Uh, just cause I, I don't think it, I don't think it'd be an engaging air for me to just read somebody else's thoughts. Uh, but oh my God. I, 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 I don't want to... This is the bad universe. This is the bad one. <laughs> we're, we're, in the, we're in the bad universe. I already told you that. I want to yeah. go back to my universe. This is the universe where Mark Miller actually wrote his goddamn Wonder Woman script. I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> Yo, the Berenstein Bears and all that, yeah. Uh, This was Capricorn Podcast. Uh, that was our review of Bright Samurai Soul. We're we're through it, so you don't have to. Um, I that's that's stolen from from Nostalgia Critic. Um, oh, that that's that's parody. That's you, okay. You you found you found us on SoundCloud, or you could have found us on uh, Facebook, or you could have found us on Anchor FM, through which we are found on Spotify. Um, so sometimes you can find them if you uh, scream into the air roll. Yes, yeah, so just 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 you know. Open your open your window. We'll, there's a there's a non zero percent chance that we'll just crawl through and start recording. <laughs> uh, Pop up podcast. <laughs> it hasn't done yet. I, I'm literally just imagining someone's gonna listen to this and be like non zero, and they open their window. Hey everybody, it's the Cavern Corner Podcast. We're your weekly geekly discussion podcast where we talk about. John Renault and John Renault films. <laughs> but uh Oh god, where was I? Oh, yeah. SoundCloud. All, yeah, SoundCloud, Spotify, all the places to find us. Type in Cavern Quarter Podcast. If you're the only thing that comes up, I've guaranteed it. Um give us a like, give us a comment, give us a follow. Let us know what you thought of Bright Samurai uh, Soul. Real quick, um, <laughs> just because uh just because it's very funny. Um my my friend Donna, she plays in our Thursday D and D game. Um so everybody here knows her. Um, she, uh, was talking to me about the podcast and was like, I don't know where to find it. And I literally went, oh, you can find it on, on SoundCloud or Stitcher or Facebook or really anywhere. If you type in Cavern Corner Podcast, well, the only thing that comes up, Pat's guaranteed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I got that, to hit that in real life, man. That, that, war- that warms my heart. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I put, I put in a non-zero amount of work for this. <laughs> A non-zero amount of work. <laughs> the Cavern Corner Podcast way. Yeah. Uh, you can also uh, click the uh, link on the pod- on the podcast after it has been posted. Uh, 
to possibly leave us a voicemail and be part of the podcast. We will we will gladly answer any questions or comments you may have. Yeah. And if you want to leave us a 10 out of 10 review for Bright Samurai Soul, please, God, do it sincerely. Yeah. Just like... Sincerely. Like, go, 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 go whole hog. Take it, take it all the way to the balls. Um... <laughs> Please See. don't, please don't leave that. <laughs> look, 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 I'm only on here every now and then. I do not want to hear the sloshing noises of someone taking it the balls from your voicemail service. Okay, it, it, it'd be a surprise. Yeah, I mean that. I can say with that, that would be the most unique episode of of the podcast ever. Um, but yeah, I'm. I was your host, Patrick. Co-host, Jersey by Jared. Uh, I lost my degree in um, uh, Ninjato history, so I'm definitely going to have to reapply for next semester to get my degree in Samurai Soul um, Samurai Soul Doctorate. Uh, special guest host, friend of the pod- podcast, Corey. Say bye, Corey. I also have lost my degree in Ninjato <laughs> history, uh, and I have also lost my balls in a tragic nunchaku uh, accident. <laughs> Uh, but luckily, now that I use my lead pipe nunchaku, uh, my strength you're, and speed with my woodies. You're, uh, you're going to get mad speed mad, with your woodies, bro. Mad speed. And Godspeed to you. Next week, tune in and we'll talk about uh, orcs, elves, and M16s. <laughs> and we will catch you next time. Peace.